Hey yo, I know how to put a smile on your face if it's looking like a frown right now. It's another brand new episode of the DoD 45 show and we're going to be chatting with Sage Francis. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Stop what you're doing and listen. DoD 45. This is the DoD 45 show, drawing over discussions 45 minutes with a special guest. Welcome. I'm your host and resident artist, Ty of Art by Ty, and with my co-host, Adrian Taiwali'i, we're having conversations with people who I admire and am inspired by. On this episode, I'll set a 45-minute timer, put my pen to the paper, and we'll learn about our guest through an interview-style discussion. So stay right here with us to experience some laughs and maybe even learn a thing or two. Shot through the heart And you're too lame, baby You give love You know the rest of the lyrics to that song? Mm-mm. Good day Welcome, humans Okwa Adrian Ya Malo Adrian Hello it feels like we've been gone forever, but we really have. But episodes have been c- continuing to air. Um, greetings, humans. How are you? How are your... You got your headphones situated? You got your... your What do you got in there? Oh, just a regular drink? Yeah, I don't know. Your cam- the camera makes it It makes go. it look like you're drinking Coco Samoa from a giant <laughs> no, mug. It's just the... Uh protein shake hey we're back from Samoa now we're in Hannibal Missouri and um, today we're gonna be talking with Sage Francis uh, he's we're gonna he's gonna come in and we're gonna talk about strange fame fest and get a little inside of how rhyme fest went that was a festival that just kept adding more and more headliners to the show I was in California back in April We'll recap that. But before we do that, I wanted to mention that I really enjoyed my time in Samoa and I'm having a hard time. Uh, I'm struggling to get motivation to <laughs> get back into like working because Samoa life is so slow paced, don't you think? Not slow paced. What, what, what do you... What, well, first of all, how was your Samoa? How did you feel about Samoa, Adrian? It was good. It was a lot better this time than the last time. Yeah, the last time we were in Samoa, like it was right after my dad died. But that, and then it was a major culture shock for you, right? Yeah, I felt bad for the living conditions of people and for the animals. You mean the, the living conditions for people? For people, mm. and then the dogs, and we didn't really see cats then, but. Then, as time went on, I realized that, you know, it sh- not necessarily should be the way it is here, there, and then I didn't feel bad anymore. Yeah, yeah. can I in, uh, interject? I guess not interject. Um, when you say so the living conditions, dip- do you, because when you first see the way, uh, you know, people live in Samoa, uh, it is a, it is definitely a culture shock because... So oh, okay, wait, sorry. sorry. So your your feeling, 
the first time you saw it, you felt like, oh, I feel bad for not feel bad for these people. But you thought it was like a lower. Well, I just felt quality like of we life have so much. We have so much. Yeah. Like we just have so much, and we have so much convenience. Although we have zero time. Yeah. So, but they don't have the convenience. Somehow they they do all the things that we do, and they have the time. And and there's a lot less um, f- to be c- worried about, or or to concern yourself with. I I so I anyway I just went in with a totally different perspective this time around. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't. I felt really good. It feels great. Yeah, I loved it. The last time we were there was um, almost nine years ago. It was like I said, right after my father had died, and he w- was building a uh, a house, and uh, he died before he had finished this house on in the village where he grew up and where our family owns um, some. Uh, acreage uh, anyway that's what i'm getting at is that house was unfinished and uh, we went with the intention to figure out how we can finish what will need to be done to finish that house and when i went into that place it was just open um there's scaffolding everywhere it was and i just it was so overwhelming i thought how how was how is this going to be done because my dad never made blueprints for it all his blueprints were in his head and i remember when he was when when he was in what do you call, I hate the word deathbed, but like when he was laying and when he was sick and, and passing away, he was, he had been mentioning to me, he wanted me to draw out his blueprints. Mm. Um, so he was going to have to tell me the, you know, the yeah. idea in his head and just never, it never it, ended up it, happening. Yeah. The cancer took him too quick. But yeah. Anyway, but the yeah, house was, a great time. was, is incredible. Like the one we walked in, I just, I couldn't, I just, I'm so happy with the way the house turned out. And um, I, I, I'm really happy. It seemed like our kids were very, uh, were really getting into it. Like they were wanting to learn how to speak some Samoan. So I was teaching them little phrases here and there. And, and I say that I really, that makes me happy because I grew up, even though I grew up in the States, I, I grew up with uh, like the Samoan culture and lifestyle was a major part of my upbringing. Um, anyway, I don't know. I, I was, I, I, it felt really good all that time growing up. I don't speak fluent Samoan, but I was happy that I speak way more than I, than, than I tend to think I can because in America you don't ever speak the other languages, but yeah, it was a blast. It was, it, it was, it's a lot of fun. It's, um, it's a beautiful, it's beautiful country and, and uh, beautiful people, and my kids got our kids got to hang out with uh, one of their cousins the first time they met, and she said something pretty sweet. She said something sweet when we were driving home at night. Mm-hmm. People walk out at night in Samoa. Everyone's out at night because in the daytime it's too hot. Uh, but what did you ask her? So our niece, well, our cousin in Samoan culture, anyone younger? Oh, I was is just surprised because it was, I think, a Saturday night or a Friday night, and everybody was out. They were just walking. We hadn't really been down into town on those nights, and so I was just like, "Do you do you and your sister go out walking around at night?" And like just asking her about that, and she said, "Yeah, we just go wherever." She said, "There are no, there are no bad people in Samoa." Yeah, which well, is cute. Yeah, 
There really aren't. Well, okay. Anyway, Samoa is a great place. I'm glad. I'm I'm really glad we got to spend a significant amount of time there. And um, and I just yeah, I feel I feel so much at home there. But I I do miss a lot of the things that we have here. Yeah, <laughs> a dryer. A dryer. Internet. In. I don't know so much internet. You know what's really amazing? It's really like my first real vacation. I did not look on my, f- I mean, every once in a while I'd check my phone, but like I wasn't concerned with any work or anything. We just were able to just relax. It was great. Okay. So, um, wait, yeah, this has got to be like our last episode for a while, right? It's like, probably, it's we probably going to be, up. um, the final or this end of episode, uh, end of season five. So that we can go out. Yeah. We've got our... a shitload of shows. I will get to that. Oh, okay. Um, no, sorry, that sounded, no, I, I, I'm going to get, I have that, I, <laughs> that's, a, no, I will get to that. I'm saying I, I have a, that, um, a quick little rundown of things. Um, let me do a quick, do you have any song shares? Uh, go ahead. Oh, okay. Shit. I'll do a few quick song shares because yeah, it looks like we have a few more minutes until Sage is going to be on with us. This song, I love this song so much. And I listen to it all the time, and I just really, and I, I don't know. The song is called Alex, or the song is called Truth by Alexander. Um, it's so good, and I the the lyrics in that song, I have thought I was way off. <laughs> I've been singing them completely wrong, not even just completely wrong, not the, the whole other words. <laughs> I, for some reason, thought he was saying Bob Marley in the lyrics. There's not even anywhere in there. But it, I just saw um, Guy, Ritchie, Guy Ritchie's movie, The Covenant. It's a, a, a war movie about Iraq trans, or, um, translators during the Afghanistan war. Um, it's a pretty, pretty good movie. Um, not, it's weird when Guy Ritchie directs Americans. I don't know, for some reason, the pacing seems off to me when he, when he has not, non-British speaking cast. But it's a good movie. Anyway, the, the song, song Alexander, or sorry, shit, the song Truth by Alexander uh, is in the movie, and it reminded me of how much I just love that song. Um, and then uh, Chesky and Factor, Factor's new album is coming out. That song Sky High, it's Chesky and Factor. The song Sky High is on that album, and the album is called Moving Like a Planet, and the song is called Sky High. It's really good. November just died, December just died That's what I find is that my mind will never be a typical rider That's fine, I have seen the edge of light So many times can't believe I'm alive Maybe it'll come like a thief in the night From a pinprick or the double edge of a knife Never burn me to ashes, I am fool for the planet Tell my mother I loved her, tell my brother keep at it Fuck the whole gangster lean and lean That shriveled up our rap heroes into some royal mummies Please and then one other song actually two other songs oh, boy. yeah no 
Cass One and Alexander Brown's song that just came out, Silver Spoons. Play a card in the spokes, swerving through streetlights. Puff herb and burn nights on urban sites. Moving serpent life through certain strife. Used to coping and skateboards and coping pipe. Before the open mic, I wrote life on road dice. Yikes, pencil hanging from my ear on the right. It all meant something if it meant nothing. Bumping, dumping out my stuffing under moonbeams. 40 ounce greens felt the gutter on my sleeves. Cause my mother worked threes. But my brothers weren't street, so neither was me. Lesson out of life. That lesson ain't free. Three stacks raise me like a black power fist. I think it's some of Cass's finest work. Um, clearly, the uh, ther- his therapy is working for him. <laughs> I like when people rap introspectively, and it, it, that it, that song is that a right word? Introspectively. Yeah. What, why did you get? Well, <laughs> why did you get? Because my song choice is completely opposite of that. Oh. And then one other one, since he's going to be on Inherited Scars, that came on yesterday when I was um, scrolling through YouTube, and I just and I remember how great that song is, and that's well, the Sage Francis song, Inherited Scars. Show that shit. A little bit more respect and reservation. It was my sister, for Christ's sake. I'm waiting for a follow-up line. There usually always is the statements like, I want to show you something. Kind of runs in the same vein as statements like, you can't tell anyone. Promises are made and secrets are kept. I ain't tell anyone about what I've seen or heard that day, mums. The word still, I'm scared to plant ideas in your head while your rebellious side is fertile. Hurdles are getting knocked down. I'm running a losing race. Your legs aren't the only ones marked up. How many dreams have you chased? I gotta send this to your face. Maybe you wouldn't have to write like God. Great song. Okay, go ahead, Adrian. Uh, mine is just Game G A I M S by Camu. I think it's Camu. K A M A U U. Camu. Uh, (laughs) Killers at Missouri University University But it's a fun little song Yeah, you should be hearing a preview of the song right now But the stupid YouTube copyright blocked it So there's nothing for you to hear here Girls just want to play games Oh, (laughs) they do It's cute, yeah (laughs) It's just a fun song Women don't play games anymore though, huh? Just girls? Couldn't tell you. I'm not friends with any of them. <laughs> well, since this is probably going to be the last episode for a month or two, or I don't know when the new season will come. Let me give you three quote shares that I wrote down. There's a quote. Um, I would rather make stuffing. <laughs> that was Cass One from from our episode. I don't know what he was. Say. He was bitching about something. He's like, I'd rather make stuffing. I don't know. I think that's funny. And then. Um, this one's been turning around in my head for a long time, but um, not my story to tell. It's kind of more of a, uh, it's less of a quote and more of like a phrase. A, 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 yeah, a state of being. And that was by Barf Loco uh, when we were having a discussion with him. And he he was saying about some, some of his homies or some of the old times. He said, that's not my story to tell. And it seems like honorable or like noble to me. Cause I have a tendency to get excited to tell some like a story, and so I'll go. I'll say like, "Oh, this, this happened to this person. This happened to this person." Well, because I like to share things, but I think there's something honorable about just going. You know, it's not my story to tell. Mm-hmm. I'll, I don't know. I think I, I do that a lot. I withhold information because it's just not mine. Yeah. Story to tell. Yeah, I don't know what that is about me that wants to just like tell. You know. I want to share things with people. And then the last one, 
um, throwing love at that human casket. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. And that was Kathleen from Bikini Kill. When we were at the Bikini Kill show, she was talking about uh, one of her exes. And she mm-hmm. said, I-, I was just throwing love at that human casket. I don't know. I thought it was awesome. I don't I don't remember saying that. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was a cool quote. Okay. Uh, a couple of things uh, coming up with Art by Ty. Um, the Under an Hour book, Volume 1, that will be, I'll be shipping those out um, in June. And I'll, I'll probably have a few more left over to sell on the website, so keep your eye out on for that. Um, here's, check out the skateboard. Um, Omen Longboards, they, uh, they the, exclusively sell my work on their skateboards and they do longboards, street skate. They have all kinds of boards and they're all great. Uh, you've got to kind of look at your local shops for those. Um, sometimes you can get them from the Omen Longboards website. Yeah, you have no, you have no access to them. I don't, yeah, I can't sell. Yeah, you won't get them from me. You got to get them from We Omen. were trying to get some to sell at the gallery this year, but. He, well, those, those haven't been released yet. It's hard to get them. It is because, and I, what I found out is because they sell out like mm-hmm. that. It, the long boards is, it's the the quality of boards are uh, un, un, unmatched. Um, and then back on the artbytie.com website is the ink the ink tiber books are back on there and um, the the book from t- 2022 um, book of arms. Both those books are back on the website. Um, some things coming up this weekend. We'll be in East Lansing, Michigan, Michigan for the East Lansing Art Festival. The following week, we'll be in Boulder Creek, uh, Colorado, for the Boulder Creek Festival. Doesn't Kaylin? Kaylin live there? Kaylin does live near Boulder Creek, yes. Near We're going to see her it, at the Strange Fame Fest. Mm-hmm. She's uh, going to be uh, one of the performers there. And then the weekend after that, we'll be in Edina, Minnesota. Edina and Minneapolis are uh, border near. Near, right next to each other. And then after that, We'll be in Wells. We'll be at uh, Chicago for Well Street, back to back to back to weekends, mm-hmm. and then the weekend after Well Street is Strange Famous Records Festival in Denver, Colorado, and we will be there in what capacity? We'll one hundred percent be there as you and I, as mm-hmm. uh, individuals. Yeah, as uh, viewers or watchers or listeners. Whatever. What do you call? It? What do you call someone that goes to concert goers, show goers? I don't know. Um, also, I made some new canvas pieces that I'll be sh- showing at shows. So come see me at a show. You can see these new pieces that I've been making. Um, so th- a little more affordable for those of you who can't afford my original pieces. And then, um, so our guest, is he here? Okay, cool. Let me run through a couple of things about Sage Francis. We've This will be his like, third time as a guest on the show. But he, you know, as, as you know, those who have been watching our show r- regularly... We have a segment on the show called um, Sage Francis's Social Media Lurk. So he pops in and, and does that. Um, so I just wanted to go through a few of these Sage Francis things. Uh, he just performed at the Rhymefest show that he's going to come on. We're going to talk about that. Um, I'm really intrigued about how that went. I saw some social media posts where some people were saying it went great and other people were uh, apparently the VIP section was a joke. Um, and then he's also going to come in and talk about the Strange Fame Fest, June 17th. I'm really looking Maybe forward to that. Maybe there are no such things as VIPs. <laughs> That's true. Maybe there aren't. There, 
And I've been telling people we go to concerts more now than I did when I was younger, but I only want to mostly sit in the VIP section because I'm old and I want to be away from the madness. Um, so the last album, full album, out, proper album from Sage, Sage was uh, 2014. That's his Copper Gone album. It's really, oh, was it? Yeah, it's wow. so good. It, it is. Yeah, it's just a fantastic album. Everyone that's probably watching our show knows who they Sage know. Francis is, but if someone doesn't, I'm going to run through a couple of songs that stick out to me always. Um, his album Life from 2010, two of my favorite songs on that, Little Houdini. Because Christopher wasn't just running from cops, Christopher Gay was no racing the clock. His mother was dying and there was no time to be held inside of a cage with locks. So y'all can turn up your nose and suck on your teeth and wag your finger like tis tis. But he had to take the risk. Little there wasn't a single thing sinister in his decision to break from the prison His only motive was to go back to his childhood home while his mom was still living It wasn't a house, more like an old mobile camper Where she was bedridden, diagnosed with colon cancer Sometimes the only answer we're left with when a loved one's name is on the death list Is to head for the exits and go home Christopher got the hell out of Texas I love that song and Best of Times Child with a pen and pad, writing a list of things I could never have. Walls in my house were paper thin, and the squabbles seemed to get deafening. My memory served me correctly and made it a point to avoid and forget some things. Proudly to keep from being embarrassed, never meant to upset or give grief to my parents. Kept my secrets, hidden my talents in my head, never run to the mattress. Therapy couldn't break me, never learn a word that would ensure safety. That song, every time I hear it, right towards the end, when he's telling him his younger self, maybe he's talking to his kids. Or he's talking to Sid. No, well, I think he's talking to his kids. Yeah, I think he's saying if he had the kids. Uh, yeah, anyway, I get choked up or like I get, I get real good in the feels. I don't know. I like it. It's so well done. And then his 2005 album, A Healthy Distrust, uh, two songs out of that, uh, that album that I really dig. Um, Sun versus Moon. The devil only exists because of your belief in him. Same goes for that other guy. I believe the sun is simply reflecting the shine from the moon. Stealing its spotlight, they'll have a cockfight at noon. Just settle their differences at midnight rematch. Disturb their similarities on turntables. The chicken scratch will prove to be unreadable. The determining factor in who gets the pitch control the ties. No one decides a victim unless they give a fair listen to both the sides. We go blind, jerking off to the eclipse. The sun was pulling cheap shots, doing commercial body tricks. Behind the back, under the leg. I think he even did a head spin on the crossfader with sound of All of a sudden it gets dim. Love that track. And then Crumble. Um, that that Crumble, well, you can just hear it and know. They said it every year, but this time it seems like the end is near. And I'm in line to see the light. How far does this black tunnel go? I got a car, but the gas is running low. And as long as I've known the bumps and creaks of this house It's starting to make the types of sounds that only come from people's mouths you Can't tell me it's still settling Built on an Indian burial ground, killing everything The childhood scar on my chin is back again That old jump over my own leg dance move has to end I've seen better days in my night terrors I was a bike messenger without a bike And I would write letters When, when I point out these songs, these are ones that I can just off top of my head say I love every song on the albums and then the, 2000, his, the, the track Makeshift Patriot, I did a whole uh, drawing uh, um, right. based off of um, that Makeshift Patriot song. When times like these arise, I freestyle biased opinions every other 
evidence Journalist ethics slip when I pass them off as objective Don't give me that ethical dish I've got exclusive explicit images to present to impressionable American kids And it's time to show this world how big our edifice That's is That's exactly what they attacked when a typically dark-skinned Disney villain Used civilians against civilians and charged the Trojan horses into our building Using commercial aviation as instruments of destruction Pregnant women couldn't protect their children Wheelchairs were stairway obstructions Now I have to backpedal from the shower of glass and metal Wondering how after it settles we'll find who provided power to radical That's from his uh, 2002 Sick of Waging War um, And uh, yeah, that song Yeah, that I did that before I even like Before we had any connection Years and years and years ago, years ago. Um, And I also had a real different reaction to the 9-11 than a lot of people were well shit i won't go on to that <laughs> sorry celebrating no no i remember i had a, the guest <laughs> there's only one reaction people can have no remember everyone everyone got all anti-muslim crazy like oh. that it got super like not everybody not everybody but it was a big it became i'm talking about online because i had a guest board on our website long before what were they called no. no, they were like guest boards or something like you would. Anyway, I think I I saw that my com my I wrote like a uh, something that that's still out there on the internet about how people should not jump to craziness. All right, <laughs> and then from his 2007 Human Death Dance album, um, I love Waterline. Blessed are those who are damned When the levee broke him and he choked on the steps of a slow dance A staircase to a hug with no hands Accountability hung out to dry on the line of command We let the thoughts flood We remind ourselves it's all right, it's all good, it's all love It's not though, cause there's a kink in the armor A pothole I'm sinking in, sharing a drink with my father It's a family affair, the vanity we share The waterline is rising and all we do is stand there Borderline is rising, and all we do is stand there. The Civil obedience. Pedal to the metal, gonna get ahead, gonna run another red light in the dead of the night. Letting the light from my cell phone just bang my eyes. Sexual text messaging in my mind. Fingers are busy, but now I'm looking in the mirror. Cause the people behind me, they're giving me the middle finger. I kill them if they pull them, but they close them in my bumper. Short, tempered mother, shut your mouth. Drinking the coffee, now I'm dumping it out. He's honking his horn like he wanna throw down. He thinks he's mortal, he wanna go now. I'm ready, I'm ready. For the typically cyclical, civil, civil obedience. Typically cyclical, civil, civil obedience. Uh, that's I don't know. That song's just cool. Obviously, I was kidding about you saying you were. I was you were celebrating. Oh, did you feel like you had to step in? You never know. Okay. Well, we should take a quick okay. break. Hey, before we do, remember Sage has a song coming out with Chuck D, produced oh. by Buck Sixty Five. Mm. Remember? Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh yeah. I hope that comes out soon. Okay, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with Sage Francis. D-O-D-45 Hobsauce. We're real thrilled to have partnered with Hobsauce for three simple reasons. Their hot sauce is delicious, the owner and creator David is a solid dude, and they collaborate with dope artists for their labels, including myself. Boom. Amplify your favorite foods with their award-winning flavors. Head over to Hobsauces.com to get yourself some absolutely delicious artisan hot sauce. Hit it, Bobby. Hab sauce, hab sauce. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Put it on your food. 
Absas. This is flyover country. No one's expecting much from us. In fact, no one's expecting anything at all. The coast probably think we're at Walmart right now. We're dealing our fires out of work. Instead, here we are making plans. Big plans. Because in a city where people do so much with so little, what could happen if we gave them more? More beauty, connections, perspectives. This is your chance to be a part of something bigger than itself. Something that's made of brick, concrete, and steel. But also for blood, sweat, and soul. Something that can only be possible in St. Louis. Because when no one's expecting much from you, you can do anything. Our city deserves something epic. Long live laborious. Check out our new partners, Brim of the World, a.k.a. Seek, Conquer, and Destroy, a.k.a. Aliens Built Earth. Show them some love and treat yourself right to a new wardrobe or some new headgear. And I'm not talking about braces headgear, I'm talking about hats. Check out all their gear and links at brimoftheworld.com. Hey, real quick, my friends. My art is available for purchase at artbytai.com. So if you like what you're seeing or you want to support the DoD 45 show, the best way for you to do that is to pick up a print or an original at my website. If you're not quite ready to buy but you still want to help out, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you stream from. And make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel at Art by Ty and engage in the comments. That goes a long way. All right, enough already. Let's get back to the show. He went town okay. town. Hey. Hey, what's happening? <laughs> Hi. Hi, you guys. Hey, happy Mother's Day. Hey, thank you. <laughs> was it a good one? It really was, yes. Good. Uh, so things are good. Uh, great seeing your face, as always. Yeah, you too. Yeah, we things are just... things are fine, man. Um, I, you know, this... this discussion could last 10 hours but the good news is i've probably forgotten most of what i wanted to address anyway oh, yeah. so i know i will be omitting things that i'll remember in two to three days i'm like oh that was crucial to a certain plot point but um i'm you know i'm so excited i have the opportunity to talk about the shows that i just did because it's my re-entrance into the live performance world that i took off for uh, over three years which is a big deal because not since i was like 12 years old did i go that amount of time you know there was not like any long stretch of time where i didn't perform in front of people and i'd say my like yeah that, i mean it's tough to say i ever since a kid i've been performing live and um and, and to lose that momentum and to lose that muscle memory um that compounded my anxieties about going back on yeah, the road yeah. because I was like, what's not going to be there that I, I took for granted over the years when I was performing nonstop. So um, we're recording, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, wait, before, because I, yeah, before we do that, let me do real quick. Okay. Yeah. Do uh, your thing. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Cause I, that's, I, I, we already set it up in the intro that you were going to come on. We were going to discuss about, um, the Rhyme Fest and uh, maybe recap or, you know, do a recap of how that went and then Strange Fame Fest. But but so because it is drawing over discussions, here's how I, I figured I should do some drawing while you're doing a talking. 
So I was going to do it like Mad Libs style. Um, so I was going to say, give, can you give me a noun? Hmm. Um, tape. Tape? Like, like scotch tape. Okay. And then can you give me uh, an adjective? Slimy. Okay, nice. <laughs> and then uh, how about a verb? Um, sorry, I'm coming so up much. with a lack of verbs. <laughs> <laughs> Ran. Ran. Okay, I'm gonna use those to do a little drawing while we while you're while you're chatting. <laughs> so you're like a, you're, this is a freestyle version this of drawing. Freestyle, yeah. <laughs> Though I might visually, I might go with um, cassette tape rather than scotch tape. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> All right, so yeah, let's uh, w w you want let's get into uh, to Rhymefest. What do you think? Is that is that where, where you want to start off? Well, can oh. I ask real quick? How yeah. was it when you got back out? Was there anything missing that you... Yeah, that's it, yeah. There was, um, but before I talk about any of this, oh, okay. I, I'm glad you asked that question because I want to say the shows went really well. Uh, they were incredible, actually. The crowds were incredible. Um, so I'm going to say a lot of things that might sound kind of like I'm throwing shade mm. on an event. Um, and I, I don't want them getting upset because I actually have homies who were involved with putting together the Rhyme Fest. It's one of the reasons I was even considered to be on it. Um, but it was kind of mind blowing how everything went as well as it did when all I could see was potential disaster in uh, a lack of organization and um understanding between venue promoter fans and artist um i had already performed at a rhyme fest event uh i think the first time was in 2014 um so and i had a good experience at it and they hit me up in january asking if i wanted to play rhyme fest um in um april on april 15th and at that point i had not accepted any shows in over three years and i was like you know what maybe the best way for me to get back out there is for not to headline a show but be part of a bigger event oh, yeah. where all the heavy lifting is being done by a lot of the other parties um i'm just kind of a, a puzzle piece in, in the whole thing and the offer was actually the same exact offer i got in 2014. <laughs> so i was like you know what like i'm familiar with this it, you know I, it's it's okay oh and they also i'm pretty sure they told me it was a free event so i was like yeah for that amount of money um that makes sense i like it, it's not what i would normally accept for for a festival but all things considered i was like this is a good i like that crowd out there i know it's gonna like be full of love and an accepting crowd this is probably the best way for me to get back onto the stage and just get the wheel spinning again um so i accepted and i asked who else is on the on, on the bill and they were like well we haven't asked anyone else yet so and then they were like and we want to announce you right away so i'm thinking like this is a way where they're gonna get other artists interested or say like oh yeah if he's playing it yeah that's that sounds like it could be cool not to say like i'm drawing in other artists no, but, but like an established name is on it and then they can reach oh, out to others yeah and I, so I had no idea who was going to be on it. And all the previous Rhymefest events were not nearly as big as this one. 
which I so I didn't put that into consideration, and I also didn't realize that Adelanto, California, is not even close to LA. It's two hours at least away from from Los Angeles. Yeah, when they first posted that, I, I did see a lot of comments from people saying, "Oh, that's." Uh, well, I saw a lot of negative. You know how people get online when they say neg- they they can only think negatively. But I did see a lot of people make comments about where the show was. So I thought, yeah, was- I thought people were busting my balls <laughs> when they were like, this is, when they said this isn't even L.A. I'm thinking, all right, like what what is it like uh, Long Beach or something? Right, like right. we're we're because I'm not from California. I don't really know all the different parts. It's a fucking big country. <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, it's the size of a country. You know, yeah. like a lot of countries right, aren't yeah, even yeah, as yeah. big as California. Right. So um, I'm like, all right, well, whatever. It's called Rhymefest LA. I've already played it before. Like, I, I, I know what it is, but no, that's not what this was. It was a whole other thing that we'll get to that down the line. But so I so I started kind of freaking out. So I'm like, do I even remember the songs? What instrumentals do I have available to me? Um, and I also, since I'm going to play in California, I might as well make the most of my travels and book another show. So yeah. I booked the one. Uh, in Berkeley, California, at, at uh, Gilman Street, which is one of the last shows I ever played. So again, it's familiar to me. It's not mm-hmm. something I have to worry too much about. Um, whatever X factors that can pop up. Yeah, and being that it was going to be after a, such a long period of time, you wanted to lessen the amount of shock that was going <laughs> to happen. Absolutely, I'm trying to mitigate any surprises. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> yeah, so I kind of, I looked, the last time they had asked me to play Rhymefest, I, I declined, um, and Brother Ali headlined it, so I hit up Brother Ali, and I was, because I couldn't remember, I was like, yo, what was it like? I was like, because I was like, what did you do to get ready for this? Because that was, I think, the first show he played after taking a long break, okay. and he was. And he told me, he's like, yo, I got into an exercise regiment started working out every day, rehearsing, you know, with my DJ and this and that. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to do any of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and so, so I started getting worried because I'm like, I'm not in shape. I'm not in performance shape. Right. Um, I don't remember my fucking lyrics. And um, so I, 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 I started freaking out about that. And... I kind of procrastinated till we got closer to the show with all the unknowns of what was going on because, oh, and then Rhymefest, after they announced my name, every other day they would announce new names and new names and then my name got smaller and smaller on the flyer and I'm like, oh, (laughs) okay, I'm not even close to headlining this. Okay. did we have a conversation about that before? I can't. Someone I talked to somebody about that, and I kept watching a, a, every day a new post come up. I can't remember if it was you or if it was Dip. Someone was telling me like when those when those happen, the size of your name on the flyer starts to get smaller. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mentioned it in one of my posts, and the, yeah. the the organizer hit me up. He was like, "Hey, sorry about that." I was like, "Nah, it's cool." Like that kind of lessens my uh, anxiety. Like I like sure. I feel less responsible to real like hold everything up uh, you're like i'm still in the mix i get to hide in the bushes a little bit that's good yeah um but but there were names like the necro name was all big and you kind of look like a headliner i was like and this that didn't even make sense it just didn't fit the vibe of everything else that was going on mm-hmm. and then inexplicably his name was removed a couple weeks later um 
and also around this time we're we're getting a sense that okay this Rhymefest is actually taking part in the some weed festivals so where they're doing this in 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 that part of california is the reason they picked that part is because the laws are more lax and they could like get more um or do more stuff revolving around weed or or big right. gatherings yeah so Rhymefest was actually a smaller part of a bigger thing and kush fest or whatever it's called i i forget um kush stock i i don't know all I know is that it got very confusing as to what was what and who was in charge of what and uh, who was oh. going to be part of this festival, where the, the performance part of the festival was going to happen. Most people, including artists, had no idea when they were going to actually perform. People didn't know what like set times were. Um, it just everything was just left up in the air uh, up until like maybe a day before the event or, or two days. But um so before i get into the travel stuff i'll say i was on anxiety medication and um it was leaving my mouth very dry um so even when i was doing zoom interviews like this or podcasts i i noticed my tongue would totally dry up and it would sound like i had a a, a more of a lisp than i actually do and it was tough to talk because your tongue is just kind of getting stuck in your mouth I told my doctor, I was like, because it, it was a new medication for me. They, they just, like, I told them I was having bouts of anxiety. And they, like, put me on this new thing. And, and I was like, ah, I'm not really feeling it much. And then they increased the dosage. I was like, yo, it's me, making my mouth dry. I was like, is there anything we can do about it? And they're like, nah, that really happens with most of the medications. There's not much you can do. You can get a lozenge or whatever. But I started, like, getting scared because I, I, I remember there are times I've performed in the past where I had cotton mouth and it's like, it's, it's impossible to battle when you're performing live yeah. on stage. It doesn't matter how much water you drink. It doesn't like replenish the saliva in your mouth. That's necessary for a lot of tongue movement and, and the sounds you need to make. But, um, so <laughs> a, I was waiting for the bigger dose to come in and I'm hoping to acclimate to it before my travels. Um, cause it also made me feel really weird and, and, unnormal and out of my head and i i just decided to stop altogether i was like i'm just stopping cold turkey i know it's a bad idea but it's like four days before the show and i feel like that's a good amount of time for me to actually feel like my normal self and not have to deal with one extra thing on top of all the other things well that's probably given your anxiety like extra anxiety just it wasn't yeah it wasn't helping my anxiety anyway so were you ever that like an anxiety minor did you or, or or have you i guess that's the term right i've been hearing that a lot I've lately never heard it. like a, mining minor? from your anxiety like that's how you you use your anxiety to to do what you do no no anxiety oh. like is is the worst for me it, it, oh, it kind of okay. like incapacitates me in, in several ways um i can't be creative with it i can't be a helpful husband or father right. I, I i'm just very um jumpy and and like a sense of impending doom and it's like I need everything to fucking slow down and calm down. Like I'm more, way more comfortable with anxiety. I mean, with depression, like my depression years, it was, it it was like my, my, my second nature. I like, I totally understand how to navigate depression. Anxiety is a new thing that came about later in life that I can't really navigate easily at all. So that was just part of the problem. But before, so I, I started freaking out about my set 
um, what I needed to do for the California shows. And um, so I would take my drives from Connecticut to Rhode Island to visit the strange famous office. Uh, I, I would burn myself a, a, a CD full of instrumentals and <laughs> I'm practicing my own songs and I have to go on genius.com to look at my own <laughs> lyrics. Oh, wow. How, how correct were they? Um, I mean, un- correct enough for me to know what I'm supposed to yeah. say. Yeah. But yeah, they need a, those need a lot of fixing up. So while I'm doing that and I'm doing these songs that when i performed a lot um i was able to separate myself from the subject matter of the song and from the memories of the song and 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 it becomes more of a um technical exercise rather than a visceral exercise and here i am in my fucking cars bawling my eyes out because i'm like reliving the moments that inspired a lot of the material and subject matter and lines and actual lyrics and i'm just like it just is hitting too hard for me i'm like oh my god i forgot that this was what it's like like when i first wrote it when i first experienced it and i am are you enjoying this are you but are you enjoying this feeling or is it no (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's good to have a good cry every now and then but i'm like I, it's hurting like it's yeah. it's not good yeah and I'm remembering like wow i've repressed a lot of shit yeah um that i took control over with the lyrics and, and and with the songs and by performing it and feeling like i own it and i master it and um i'm in control and i'm really not it's just with repetition it becomes uh more manageable mm-hmm. yeah so without with that lack of repetition over the year or over the last three years I had to kind of whittle away at that, like with my car rides and try to just not let that distract me on top of everything else. Like I don't, it's not just feeling it, but being distracted by it while you're performing. Um, it's tough to to do what I have to do on stage. So that was making me anxious. That was making me very fucking nervous. I couldn't really truly remember all the lines I needed to say. And then the ones that I was remembering, I was like, oh my God, that hurts. <laughs> yeah. I gotta get by this. I gotta, I gotta deal with that. Um, and then um, I went home about maybe two days before my travels. Um, I was sitting on the couch with my wife and uh, my son. And the girls were in bed already. And she knows I'm going through it. Uh, she can tell. Um, because this is going to be the first time away, I'm away from my family in, in so long. And I've been with my son day and night ever since he was born. He's two and a half now. And uh, this is going to be the first time I'm away. And I'm thinking, like, I'm trying to, like, figure out how he's going to feel about it. Because, like, we're best friends, man. Like, I love my son. Yeah. So I'm feeling it now, too. But anyway, <laughs> my wife's like, are you excited? For, the, for, for your shows I was like it just started fucking crying yeah I was like nah I don't want to leave well your role has completely changed in the last three years during the pandemic too as a as a human yeah everything's different yeah and- are there two things that you the two like are not just there's only two but the two major things that are that you love in your life are now almost 
Uh, well, uh, this is just maybe what, how I'm thinking, but I could be ba- battling each other. I mean, yeah. your music is yeah. your because my life was my life. That was that was like my whole life was music. It was yeah. everything, and now it's it's totally taken a back seat. And um, in order for us to to continue on and move on and and, and support ourselves, right. I actually have to delve back into that world. Um, but it just hurt so hard. Like yeah. I was not ready to leave. I did not want to leave. I felt very sad about it. Um, I love my kid, love my wife, love my girls. So um, I just was kind of purging that, getting that out of me. And I know travels become more difficult since COVID. And I wanted to make sure I um, took the measures to, to like uh, account for any extra difficulties that I may not have been familiar with. So I was like, okay, I'm going to arrive to the airport three hours ahead of my domestic flight. Sure. All right. So I'm not like, even if I hit some weird traffic jam and I got to be there at 2 a.m. in the morning. Oh, geez. So I'm thinking, or I actually, I leave my house at 2 a.m. in order to be at the airport um, three hours ahead of my flight. So I'm not going to sleep. I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to get there. I'll sleep at the airport. I'll have time like sleep a little bit before the flight and on the flight replenish myself get to california one day before my show with a lot of time to spare Mm -hmm. uh you know land in lax and then drive to adelanto uh so this is when things got super crazy and in a weird way i'm kind of thankful because i was so distracted for the next two to three days by all the bullshit i had to go through i couldn't really focus on what i was crying about earlier right Mm -hmm. um so I drive an hour to the airport, I check in, I'm there, everything's good, check my luggage in, got my merch and my luggage that's oh, checked yeah. in. I go to the gate, <laughs> I'm waiting around, um, maybe doze off for 15 minutes, but I'm scared I'm going to miss the announcement for my flight. Right. Oh, I get an alert, um, the flight is delayed by an hour. I'm thinking, okay, well, my layover in Chicago, I have, uh, I have three hours to spare, so that, that's fine. I can't fall asleep because I'm I'm waiting for like more information of what's going on. More alerts coming in. Um, oh, delayed uh, another hour. People start joining the line to talk to the, the, right. the flight people to see what's going on. I do the same thing. Um, I'm going to cut out a lot of bullshit here. It was a long wait. And yeah. then eventually... Eventually, it turned into a 14-hour delay. Oh, my God. <laughs> through Delta Airlines. And I'm standing in a line where I'm trying to, like, book through someone else. I'm trying to find out how else I can get to California because, obviously, I'm going to miss my my connecting flight, and I'm not going to get to California a day before the show. Um, I'm kind of freaking out, and I make the... <laughs> I make an administrative decision. I'm just like, I'm going to abandon this flight. I have to figure something else out. I drive an hour back home to Connecticut because that flight was in Providence. I call the promoter or the organizer of Rhymefest. I'm like, yo, I'm, I've run into like a really big problem. Um, there's no flights. No one can get me into California from the airport that I was just at. And um, I just want to give you the heads up in case... I can't like make it like I want you to figure out I don't want to leave you high and dry right. maybe you can replace me with someone else whatever 
he never gets back to me in fact i've never like it was all dms of how we were communicating and no one's ever like emailed me actual information of what's what and i felt so lost in it all yeah um so i'm driving home totally exhausted i had not slept yet this is the next day i tell my wife what's going on they can't believe i'm back home because we always had we, we already had the really big goodbye right. with the whole family thing um and i'm like i'm my eyes are are red like totally red i i'm i'm, I'm stressed the fuck out i'm without sleep and i'm nervous as hell i'm not going to make this show she searches um flights and realizes that there's one flying out of connecticut which is another hour away the other direction um that will get me into um another airport in california which thankfully was actually closer to the i didn't realize that um what was it uh Ontario, California was closer to the Rhymefest location and by an hour. So that was cool. But um, there was one ticket left and it was going to leave in a little over like in two hours and we're an hour away. So we hurry up and book this flight. <laughs> and I'm still actually figuring out my set list. So I'm, I'm like, I got my studio computer and I uploaded things to Dropbox and I, I just jet out. I bounce to, to the, the Connecticut airport, park my car, go through the whole check-in process again. You know, thankfully I was able to get that flight, but this was minutes. Like my, my decision-making was like, it would be so easy. Just not do this. Yeah. Right. I don't want to do the show. I don't want to travel. It would be so easy for me to say, this is too difficult and I'm going to lose money in the process. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because I had to cancel. I I lost money on that flight. I lost I lost uh, money on the rental car because I wasn't flying into the same airport right. again, and that was six hundred dollars just for the rental, which was crazy. Yeah. Like fuck, the rental company is called Sixth, S I X T. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're yeah. fucking they're bullshit because they, like, they would not give me my money back for a car I never picked up. Um, Delta Airlines could also fuck off. Um, no, not Delta United, United, <laughs> United yeah. who are notorious for this bullshit. Um, but yeah, so get there, I do my connecting flight. I finally get into California, <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to book a new rental car in all the like po mini pockets of time where I get access to yeah. Wi-Fi. And I did finally book one through this new airport, but I'm arriving at like midnight. So, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> no one's open in a rental car. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it was like I finally I get like I take the shuttle and I'm without my checked in luggage. So all the, the merchandise that I was bringing with me was stuck with United. So I don't have that with me. Um, oh, and the reason I decided to do the show, I just because I had just like I was thinking. I just saw into the future and I saw this as an excuse why I never do this shit again. And I saw people being disappointed like, oh, man, like we already experienced this in 2020 when I had to like cancel all the COVID shows. Like mm -hmm. I already been through this. I had already lost money doing this. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking do it. And I don't know how, but I'm like, on this like lack of sleep, two days, no sleep, get this fucking done. You're a boss. You can do anything. You've done this like in different lives, many times, get it done. 
that was my driving force speaking to black lick like fuck it like the black lick fuck it mantra i was like you know what as impossible as it seems fuck it do it yeah so i go there that's what drove me so i did it and i you know stealing food along the way just trying to get food yeah. in my belly because these flights don't serve food to people anymore no. um, what about those pretzels <laughs> surprisingly they did serve like soda but um <laughs> um yeah so i take the shuttle to the rental car place and the rental car spot was about to close half hour i get to the place where i reserved my rental car and my name's not coming up and they're like did you did you book it today i said yeah and they're like oh we don't accept same day rentals oh no i was like i did it through expedia it was like yeah we keep telling expedia that we don't accept that and i'm like do you have a car and they're like no So I, I, I kind of raised my voice a little bit because <laughs> it's all dark outside. People are super tired. I'm obviously out of my mind. I'm hallucinating, like literally, yeah, right. like I see, I'm seeing things move on the corners of my eyes yeah. and shit because of the total lack of sleep, the exhaustion. And thankfully the, the car company, the, the, the next people over, they were like, yeah, 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 we can do that. And it ended up being like rather fucking cheap for, for a last minute rental to drive, um, because I wasn't returning it to the same airport either. Oh, that I had to drive seven hours to um, San Francisco, and thankfully it was pretty cheap. I mean, it was it cost money, but yeah, right. finally get that rent my car, drive an hour. Um, I'm scared. Like I don't know about this area of California, like hotel wise or what there is to eat around there. Um, but it turns out this is a very desolate part of California. There is fuck all to do and fuck all to eat. And I can't believe people live there. It's it, And there's like, it's desert. It's the high desert. It's a lot of flatlands and there's nothing around. It's dirt. And there's like um, gas stations. So like, $7 like, a gallon. Yeah. Well, I check into my, my hotel. That's what you're eating too from gas stations. That's what I'm getting my food. I, I had to go to the gas station. And get a sandwich or whatever I got. It was like I'm not gonna advertise <laughs> my my diet at this point, but it wasn't great. Um, but I got food that was hot, so I drive to uh, the hotel, which is a motel, which is a really rundown hotel motel in the middle of a rundown nowhere spot. But I made it. God damn it! Like 1 a.m. the day before the show, I pull up into the hotel it's a little spot i just drive around the corner and i see two people outside a couple a guy and a girl and they look and they totally recognize me oh yeah and i'm like motherfucker it's like i can't talk to you right now and, and i can't I, be nice <laughs> i can't i can't I, I park my car i try to find a dark spot to park my car pull out my sandwich i eat <laughs> and I noticed them snoop around the corner to walk by oh, just to no. see if it really is me. And I'm just staring at them in the out of the windshield. And I, I give a little, like a weird, yeah. creepy smile and a, like a creepy clown smile and a wave. <laughs> like, you gotta, you gotta leave me alone. Not, no. I can't do this. I'm ready. I'm ready to either murder someone or just die. <laughs> oh my God. It sucked so bad. That whole thing. And I'm skipping a lot of stuff, but that I whole know. experience was top 
three worst travel experiences of my life. And I've had really, really awful travel experiences, probably top two. But um, for all that I had to go through, I still got there a day before the show and I still got sleep. Um, but when I got into my hotel room, I had to work out my set list. I'm talking to DJ Zoll, oh, who yeah. said he would you know, like DJ for me the next day. We obviously didn't have time to rehearse or anything. Right. Um, I'm sending him files through this really slow Wi-Fi at this motel I'm at. He's organizing stuff. He has to get up extra early for a DJ event before he even goes to Rhyme Fest. I'm, I'm totally confused as to where I am. Uh, I can't believe that this big festival is happening in the middle of nowhere in this podunk spot of like dirt desert, California called LA rhyme fest, isn't it? Or something too. Yeah, no, it's called rhyme fest LA because oh, yeah. it, it did originate in LA, but then they need, they moved to this spot where it was bigger yeah. and they could, you know, do more stuff with the weed organism, uh, the weed festival which is still so confusing to me. I still don't know what's going on. I still don't know what load in is all about. Um, but at least I'm next to the grounds for the festival. And I, you know, the next morning, fuck it, I'm rested. I, you know, I got my sleep. I probably, you know, I slept like a brick after all that. And I, I get there extra early the next day. And there's already a line of cars and this place, this spot is at like a racetrack or something. I think it's a speedway. So, you know, they turned it into a music venue and I, I pulled up, um, without any credentials. No one told me where to go. I, you know, I'm, I'm like, I could just get in this line of cars. The people come out like, who are you here for? What are you doing? I was like, Oh, I'm one of the performers. Like, where's your, uh, Where's your credentials? I said, I no one told me anything about credentials. I don't know. They're like, all right. And then someone recognized me like, oh, Sage, hey, what's up, man? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Just park up over there. Like, that's where the weed people are doing their thing. But you can you can park over there and then walk down this way. You can just sneak in if you go around that corner. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> You're sneaking into your own show. <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh, so I do that. And um, there's no sound check. When I get there, I get behind the stage and I... Um, uh, far side is doing their sound check so i go up on stage just to just to see what's what and introduce myself to the sound engineers and and do all that it's always a good idea just to connect with people and right. know who's responsible for what especially when you have no idea what's going on mm -hmm. and um i you know they're like all right well I'm, I'm looking around i'm like okay well this is happening sounds on that's cool and i go to where the vendors are are set up because I'm getting my shirts from um, AWOL one uh, from uh, shapeshifters and you know the cloaks. AWOL one, who I haven't mentioned yet, he was my lifeline before I got to this event. Because I kept texting him when the the organizer wasn't responding to me, and I'm asking him questions. I'm like, "Yo, I don't know what I'm gonna do." And he he just he kept giving me pointers about where to go and how to get certain things done. And he's the one who's going to be bringing my t-shirts that he printed. So at least I would have some merchandise to sell. Um, so I'm there and I'm giving him pointers now. I'm texting him. I'm like, yo, there's a long line of cars outside. And I don't know what the proper way is to get in. Oh, <laughs> the way I came in was one entrance. But the main entrance where all artists were going in through, they had to pay for parking. So <laughs> artists were paying for parking. Artists were paying for food. Artists were paying for water. Um, oh, oh, man. 
I was like, how can you have such a big festival that goes all day long in the high desert and you don't have water bottles? Like they had some during the early part of the day and then they're gone. Yeah. Like they, they weren't re replenished. I'm like, and I was scared. I was like, by the time I get on stage, I need at least two bottles of water. I need them. They have to be there. Like that's a one. It's my only requirement. It's the only thing I ever have on my rider. Yeah. Bottles of water. I absolutely, absolutely need them. Nope. No water. So I actually, I hoarded, I hoarded some. I noticed like people who were building the stage still had a little mm -hmm. stash of bottles of water. <laughs> I knew like early on, like 9 a.m., I took two and I put them in my backpack because by the time my set came around, there was no waters yeah, left. Water. I think, I think part of the problem was it was so far away from civilization like it wasn't easy to get all this um all the provisions that were necessary for the event it, and maybe they didn't maybe they underestimated how much they actually needed yeah. but um didn't your didn't your um merch not show up on flight or didn't your bag get lost no in? i had to i i abandoned that flight oh, that's that, right I, I could not get that bag i could uh, that was a loss of money, obviously, but yeah. we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll make up for it some other way. But at this event, so we kind of, I go to the merch er or where the vendors are setting up and I see Eli. Um, so I, I'm like, oh yeah, like finally a dude I know. Like, yeah. I walk up to Eli. He's setting up a really nice merch setup. He's got a tent, you know, it's got like livinglegends.com written on this like big tarp. Yeah, they're in hometown. <laughs> yeah. Except it's not because it was so far away. And I, yeah, so I asked Eli, I was like, yo, I was like, what's going on? I was like, how did you know where to set up? He's like, I didn't know. I'm just setting up. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I was told that we would have to buy our vending spots. Oh. Vendor, like you had to like rent a, a yep. vending space. He's like, I don't know. I'm just setting up. I'm like, all right, that's what's up. I mean, I was under the impression that's what I had to do. And I didn't feel like trying to figure that out amongst everything else. But um, thankfully, AWOL one and two Mex, like shout out to Mex. Um, he had he he was one of the people who helped book the 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 event. So I'm the reason I was on. Like he's the reason I was included on this. I think mm -hmm. that's what he told me. Um, so that's why I I don't want to fully shit on the organizers because I know two Mex was part of um the inception of it maybe, but um. The follow through, and 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 a lot of the other stuff, the actual organizing of it was it left a lot to be desired because fans had no idea where they were supposed to go. Um, VIP were paying money for what I don't know. Uh, we were there was rumors that it was actually supposed to be free, and uh, because the the weed festival was free, and you could still access Rhymefest through that, so. It was a lot of like, what's what here? I have no idea. Um, but yeah, at least I got my t-shirts as soon as they arrived. AWOL one brought them. I spent almost the entire day folding every shirt and making my piles and, yeah. you know, having little interactions with fans who would like come across me and be like, oh, what's up? Yo, what are you doing? Because I was kind of like tucked away. It was a perfect environment for me where I didn't have to like, like, continually talk to people but enough people saw me that they bought merch and like we had a good exchange that was great like everything was lovely like people were nice it was a chill event um we were in sort of in the food vendor area so it smelled nice like everything was good i you know i 
even though I was a worry wart and I always am, because I'm always thinking about how, what's going to go wrong, what's right. going to go wrong. A lot did go wrong and everything was still moving along. So, um, Does all the- blah, 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 blah. I'm scared my DJ won't be able to get in. Oh, shit. Yeah. Just because it's so busy and people are confused. There's no parking or he's going to have to park. And I'm continually texting him. I'm like, yo, Zoles, like, you got to, like, I'm trying to explain to him how to access this spot. And he's just, he just had like a really something about these California people. <laughs> they are chill. They're the just sun. like, like the East or the Coast. Weed. Like, or the weed. I, I said, yo, this, this festival could never, ever, ever happen on the East Coast. Not in a million years. It would never be successful. <laughs> it would never come. Like, you could not be this disorganized and it still work out right. because people would fucking flex on you. Like, people would be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, you know, like, but people are just like, we do this so often around here in California. Yeah. We know what to do. Like, we know how things are going to fall into place. It's okay. Chill out, buddy. So I needed I needed that chill out, buddy. He's like, no, it's cool, it's cool. We'll figure it out. It's gonna work out. But no, I don't I don't live by that. I don't live by right. uh, it'll all work out. No, that's not the way to yeah. get well, things hey, done. Well, let me ask you: this, did it when it all came like coming through? Did it was it because of you had all a, a, just a whole lineup of experienced artists? That's how the show ended up working out because you guys all know how to. Partially, yes. Um, partially because the fans were forgiving and the grace of the fans, the grace of the artists. We were all we are all mature artists. All of us are old heads. Um, actually, we're talking. Tumex was kind of lamenting about that um, in a very funny way at the merch booth. He's just like, it's like old Motown cats. Like, fuck all these new rappers. Like, you know, like, we're the old guys. We, you know, like, we did this, we did that. You guys are fucking it up. It's like, you know, it was funny. It was just funny to be part of that because I'm like, yeah, we are all seasoned veterans. We know how to make this work out. We've done this a billion times. Um, we're familiar with it enough to the point where even when you, you a couple kinks are thrown into the mix, eh, like, we know how to, we know the workarounds, you know, like, nothing's going to stop us from rocking a crowd. Even if the the sound totally goes out, we know how to manage that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, finally DJ Zol arrives. Um, the hell, let me see. I, I forgot something. It does not sound like you're shitting on it at all. It just sounds like, uh, a, you know, here's here's how my the experience went for me. So yeah, but I I kind of I felt like neglected in a weird way it was like they took advantage i felt taken advantage of a big part of me felt like i was taken advantage of the other part of me is incredibly grateful i could even be part of this lineup and and get my name out there again and be in front of a crowd to prove i am who i am because i do this yeah like people know me people follow me um you know i have a successful career i'm famous strange famous for a reason yeah um because yeah being dormant for those three plus years i'm sure like people have a short-term memory not my core audience but people who heard my name but never really saw what i do or understood the energy that i bring right that can easily be forgotten and washed Mm -hmm. away yeah um so to have these opportunities to step in front of a larger crowd and and touch everybody all at the same time and and reignite that interest in what i am and what strange famous records is 
was very important. And I was so, so grateful. I did not take the easy way out when it was the probably the better solution um, for my mental health and physical health <laughs> to just uh, say, I can't make this trip. It's fucked up, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I, 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 uh, sorry, I, I I want to tell this real quick story, but because I I wanted to share that I absolutely understand your feeling of there comes a point when shit's just gone gotten so bad that you're willing to just say fuck it I'm I'm done I'm not going uh, well, I was four wheeling in a jeep we had bought out in Moab and it broke down out in the fucking gnarliest area. And I was like, I'm just fucking leaving this Jeep here. <laughs> <laughs> and I totally settled with that. I was like, I'll fucking just leave it here. I can't deal with this. And then then you start going through your mind about how I, can I really do that? You figure out ways to make it work. And it's, and I don't know. I, just, I was just really connecting with that feeling of this is fucked. But but you, I think you get one or two passes in your lifetime where you're, you, you can do that. But... People take, people do it too often. Like people sure. give up too often when faced with adversity, um, when it seems impossible, when it feels impossible, and they don't give themselves a chance to figure out if they can overcome that. Um, because it's so easy just to give up. And I, I felt it. I felt it. I felt, I felt that bitch in me. I was like, don't, <laughs> don't, don't succumb to that bitch part of you. Yeah. Like so many people do that. You, you are better than that. Like, even if you fail trying to make this happen, you will prove to everyone you gave your fucking all. Yeah. And while everyone else gives up, you show up. Like, you are the one who gets there and gets it done. Oh, this is brings us back to people who have bailed on you guys for this podcast. <laughs> artists, even artists that I work with, who I set you up with, yo. You're gonna get a fucking earful from me the next time we meet. Talk. Well, I still, I, I'm still texting. One of them might possibly still come on tonight. Oh, what? Well, I it don't know. I don't know. One I of them didn't show up to the rhyme fest because they faced flight problems like I did. Right. That's the one. Sleep. That's the Sleep. one. That's the one. Oh, hey, Every I... once in a while, he responds to my text. He's like, "Yeah, I'll do it." And then I. Denny ghosts. <laughs> It'll well, help me so work it out. I'm curious. Did you remember all your lyrics? And how did it feel when you were up there? Were you thinking about your kids? Were you thinking about the the songs themselves? Um, by the time I got on the stage, um, it was almost sunset. So the whole day, I'm out in the sun. If people saw pictures, I definitely got a sunburn. Even though it wasn't hot, like that's, that was, you know, it wasn't hot. It was almost like you could wear a hoodie and be comfortable. Um, the sun still cooks in the cold. Yeah, the sun still like just blasted me. I'm all red. I'm exhausted. I need my water. Um, I, you know, could really use some food, some replenishment, like some basic amenities that artists need to perform. Um, so. I get up there. By the time I get up there, it was after the Freestyle Fellowship. Um, oh, no, no. Project Blowed kind of like took over the stage with 100 people. And this was the first time everything was on a schedule right up until that. So things were I wasn't hitting the stage at the time I was supposed to. And um by the time I got on stage, I sort of was the I was the first artist that Immortal Technique introduced. So it was like, okay, now it gets somehow it gets more official because Immortal Technique 
is the, the host. Someone at this, guiding from this point them. moving yeah. forward, there is a host. Yeah. And um, they they come up to us and they're to me and Zol and they're like, uh, "Yo, so we're a little over time, you know? Like, if you can like cut down your your set by this much." And I'm thinking, "What the fuck, man? Like, I want to be like, no." Yeah. In fact, most MCs would just be like, "Okay," and then just like it, well, like everyone else, just go over time. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? Whatever. Like, I I cut out. The best of times was the last song I was gonna do, so that's the song I took out. And I'm like, you guys just will do without this song. <laughs> that hurts um, me. I was just talking about that song in the intro again. I love that. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it, it. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna be performing it this this um, this weekend at my niece's um, memorial. Uh, at a niece who passed away at the age of 18. Oh. She had heart problems and she was born with heart problems and it's awful, awful stuff, but she lived to be 18. And then there was medical malpractice um, with one of her surgeries and it resulted in her death. Um, and it took, two, that was two years ago. So it took two years for her mom and her family to, to, to heal from that in order for us to, to celebrate her. But I get to bring that song to that event and perform in front with with another daughter of hers um I, i'm getting sidetracked right now but I, yeah i don't know so, how you could do that well i i like i would I, I feel like that is a better environment for that song than rhyme fest was yeah, for, for best of times because it just was a lot of it just well, it didn't feel like the right energy to bring that song yeah. to it. So I, I was okay cutting that out of the set, yeah. even though some fans were definitely upset about it. Cause like, Oh, I wanted to hear that song, but yeah. See, yeah. To, to, to your question, Adrian, I, yes, I, I did, I did uh, forget some lyrics. Like as soon as I got out there, the shock of just being out there out in the open air, sun on me crowds. I can't hear my voice. I didn't do sound check. Oh, right. Um, I alerted, the sound man before my set i said listen most mcs want to hear the beats i was like i actually need my voice to be a lot louder than the music and he's like oh yeah i got you got you i was like no i was like seriously like i know people might say this to you sometimes my voice doesn't pick up very well on a microphone please give me a lot of volume on my mic of course as always there's hardly any mic, mic in my monitors i can't hear my voice so while I'm performing the song, I'm also looking at the sound man, trying to alert him. I can't hear my fucking voice. Right. Please pick it up. In that process, I did miss some certain lines um, during crack pipes. I think. I think that was the first song I did, and um, but it all, you know I just trudged forward and like everything fell into place. And when you I, notice that you miss um, a lyric. Do you get flustered and and get lost, or are you able to find yourself right back in? Um, I can usually find myself back in. My immediate response to that is I smash myself in the face with my microphone. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, and it's 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 involuntary. It just happens. I'm yeah. like, I will fucking hit myself. And if people ever see me doing this, like snapping while I'm rapping on stage, that makes me remember my rhymes. Oh, okay. Like if I feel like I'm starting to forget something, I if I snap, like oh, that wow. kick starts something in my brain, or like, oh yeah, it's like that's that's the word, that's the connection that you're supposed to be making right now. Wow. So I never like I I just remembered that at these last two performances I did because I'm like, oh yeah, I do that. Yeah, <laughs> like that actually cool, works for me. Yeah. Yeah. 
So um, I did forget some, but most of all, it, it all came together. The crowd uh, was joining in with the lyrics. They were helping with the choruses. Um, I, I, my, my, my confidence like grew and grew a lot after that first song and just getting back into the swing of things and realizing, okay, um, I remember all of this now. I remember this feeling. I remember how, how you know, like how to go from this to that. The, the, the most difficult part of the first show at that of like the uh, the California shows was the banter. Yeah. Like my banter was gone. I, it's something I love most about performing live is like how to transition between songs, how to address the crowd, how to say stuff that isn't part of songs. And it was so unnatural to me at that point. I was actually saying things all out of order. Things weren't making sense. Like 50 years of hip hop, like trying to just, just saying that like, Hey, happy 50 years of hip. I was like, hip hop 50 years yeah. what's up <laughs> i was like what the fuck so yeah after i i did the show it went really well um i wanted to stick around to see other performers but i also wanted to make money on this show so i i went almost immediately to where we were selling t-shirts i maybe for an hour i sold as many as i could and then i decided i'm you know I've been through enough. I did my show. I've already been paid. Although I st I'm still owed $45, but I'm not going to bug the promoter <laughs> about that. But the principle of the matter is sure. <laughs> I did want it because it would have paid for my meals at that show anyways. Sure. Um, yeah. So I, I packed up. If I was young, I, I don't know if at what age I would stick around to see all the acts I wanted to see at this event because it would have been great, you know, just like, Dead Prez performed after me. Mm. Um, I would love to just watch them instead of me trying to sell stuff and then get out of there. Um, and Mad Lion performed before me, oh. which was the only act I actually got to see on the stage. And I was super excited about that because I had never seen Mad Lion perform before. I don't know how familiar Cali California even is with Mad Lion because oh. he came up East Coast with um, KRS-One. and right. I noticed the crowd didn't really know anthems like to us that are automatic. Like we know to pop in certain words with Mad Lion when his songs play. And I noticed that the crowd really wasn't catching on, but he lives there now and he was, he had a food truck. So he was selling a <laughs> Jamaican uh, jerk oh, cool. chicken and, and meats. And, um, and he said, you know, if you go and buy food from his food truck, he'll sign your plate. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Do you think that, like now have being so far away from that it's been a couple months now or a month i don't know what month we're in um do you think maybe that that was the best way it could have gone for you because it took the stresses of leaving home the stresses of the lyrics and gave yeah. you a whole new set of shit to worry about and that you had to just push through and does that make it a little bit easier now I think so. Yeah, it was a warm welcome back into the travel world. A uh, warm welcome back into, well, it was almost like a punishment for being away for so long. <laughs> you know, like we're gonna put you through the gauntlet. Mm -hmm. um, we're gonna make this as difficult as possible for you, but the reward will make you realize, uh, yes, this is worth it, and you do love this. Don't convince yourself that you're done. Don't okay. convince yourself that this is a past life. This is actually a parallel life Le that you need to figure out. 
leading uh-huh. up to that, do you feel like you have been doing a little a little bit more of that kind of almost trying to convince yourself that you're at the that you don't need to do it anymore? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I cuz I don't. I I do and I don't. Um, right. I love that I can do it on, on on smaller scales. I don't have to plan um national tours. I don't have to make these big giant promotional gestures. Right. I kind of am privileged enough in, in, in the music world and to have as hardcore of a fan base as I do. I can, I can do uh, enough, like a little bit uh, and it's enough. Mm-hmm. Um, not too many shows. I could probably survive on, I could probably survive on five big shows a year, but I'll do more when I, it makes sense to do so. Um, but that California um, jaunt still wasn't done because the next day I had to drive seven hours to, oh, to Berkeley, to California. One. So the, the very next day I had to get up early. <laughs> and when I got up, you know, this girl, these, this couple that was staying in the hotel, oh, yeah. th- I don't know if it was the same couple I saw the night before, but I, as I'm handing in my key or no, as I'm getting out the door, the girl and her, her boyfriend or partner also are getting out and I recognize her cause we had a long chat at the show. Mm. Um, cause she had a sage tattoo and like she had been to all previous California shows. She's such wow. a sweetie, like super, super sweet. Uh, and she, she doesn't get out much anymore cause she's a mom. So she had someone babysitting her kid and and I'm like, yo, I was like, you were here. I was like, you're staying in this hotel. And she was like, yeah, we were in the room right next door to you. And in my head, <laughs> I'm like, yo, that means you heard me rehearsing my set the day before because I had to rehearse inside of my my uh, hotel room. And there's no way that she didn't hear that when I was like trying to figure out my lyrics and remember shit and and all the other dumb stuff I probably said through those walls. It wasn't a very uh, thick walled hotel. Um, But yeah, so I saw her. probably made her trip. I hope so. I, I do. I hope so. And she was so sweet. Like... It was good to just have that feeling like she was satisfied with the show. She didn't say anything bad about staying next door to me in the hotel. (laughs) I get to drive to to Berkeley now and ruminate for the next seven hours on all the things that had just happened. What I would never want to do when I organize my own event Mm -hmm. and try to make things as easy as possible for the people who are attending the event and the people who are performing at the event and the people who are working the event. So these are things I've already knew, but it was like cemented in stone after having lived that and driving for those, for those seven hours through flatlands, California, nothing beautiful. You think in your head, California, ah, must be beautiful. No, it was not beautiful. It was just flatland, flatlands. Oh, there's a cactus flatland. (laughs) Well, and the reward really was playing in Berkeley after that because I got the headline that event and I already worked out all the, mm-hmm. the jitters and I remembered everything. But then I could focus on my songs more and I was performing Make Em Purr and I fucking cried in the middle of the song. Oh, shit. Could... Yeah, but that did they. Oh, that's. Yeah. God. It, for me as a fan. Yeah. For me as someone, I, I would have loved. I like that feels so good to see an artist performed. I didn't want to do it. I no. didn't want to do that. I didn't want to, I fought it. I fought it. I fought it. And those words were sticking to me and yeah. 
I was just living my last life, you know, and I was like, uh, I, I, I could cry again right now just thinking yeah. about it. It's like the song just hit too hard. It, it was like too real to me. It wasn't yeah. a song anymore. It was an account. Right. And that's when it becomes a problem. And I like, I want to get through the song and I don't want this to derail the performance. Yeah. I mean, it's good to see an artist get emotional. It's like real to them. That's great. Yeah. Yet, Not when it derails the... No, right, don't derail your set. Get yeah. through it. And I did. I did. I did. And I thank the crowd for being as understanding and and, and um, supportive as they were in that, in that moment. So that was beautiful. That show was so good. The crowd is so cool. It was all like, all love, all love. I got to see my, my old homies, um, Big Jess and Bren. Um, they drove down from Reno to be there. Jess... Yeah used to be my uh he was my merch guy on the human the death dance tour um so I, yeah seeing actual friends people i knew out there uh, and knowing that like my next move was flying home yeah like with my family again and then you have stories to tell them you have new things to talk about over the, the, the dinner table <laughs> yeah and i get i'm glad i got to tell that whole story now because i don't ever want to tell it again <laughs> you know, like yesterday was mother's day and like we had a sister and uh, our like in-laws were over mm -hmm. and they're like so how was your show like it looked really good and i was like oh yeah the show was great Wait till you hear the story about the fucking flight, <laughs> which I don't want to tell you right now because it's too long. And yeah. I, thank you for your ears. If anyone out there was bored by all that, I apologize. But just know the shit that people go through to get to where they need to go in order to do the thing that you paid to see. Sometimes, you know, they're not getting paid enough for that. Yeah, there's a lot more behind everything that all artists do that nobody sees behind the curtain nobody knows no. how much work it actually is and right. I, I, yeah when we're and on a, that side of that we a, go they should know but then a good artist always makes it look really easy too yeah. right yeah yeah and that's a trap in itself it's just like yeah you made it look easy but so they don't really know you know what do you, are you maybe you should play up play up how much uh, struggle you're going through at the very well, moment. Well, what I what I have discovered is people actually don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Why should they? Cuz they paid they went their, through their own shit to get there. Yeah, and yeah, I get that makes me angry. Price. I'm like, you should give a shit, but then I go, well, I the get hard, it. I think the hard part is is when your family doesn't realize how yeah. hard you're working and they yeah. just think you're you're taking it so easy and you you're just yeah eating it up but then you're like but you don't know you don't know what it's like to wake up in your van and someone's peeing on it and <laughs> they're on you know yeah. they're on their cell phone saying i'm peeing on this van in this parking hmm. lot did that happen to you in seattle AJ? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like wait i'm in this i'm sleeping in here you know seattle. that happened in seattle we were sleeping in a in the van behind a grocery or a gas station and By it was like show. yeah, yeah. It was like three in the morning and some dude's just pissing on our van <laughs> i'm trying to work out a seattle show right now like, where, oh. oh yeah where uh august <laughs> i want to try to i'm trying to play seattle olympia and mm. maybe vancouver when you start thinking about where you want to play it as does any of the stuff um where you go like oh i had this great memory from a past or past show there do you ever try to chase any of those? No, yeah. I leave almost all things to chance. So yeah. um, Olympia hit me up with a great offer. And I'm sure if I pursued other cities that I, I know I, I do really well at, I could get a better offer. But they hit me up. 
Yeah. You know, like something about that, something about that makes that more of a priority. So I said, yeah, oh yeah, I like, I'll try to, I'll definitely try to do that. Let me see if I can get um, another show in the proximity, not too close, but you know, Seattle obviously is one of my bigger mar- mar- markets. What's that? BC is pretty close too. If you get yeah, but I I don't know what it's like crossing the border these days, oh, and right. there's just that extra difficulty might make it weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, Vancouver, Vancouver is an I like have incredible shows in Vancouver, so I I'd love to do that. So that the, those would be the like I thought I had all my shows booked for the year, but then when Olympia hit me up, and I'm like ah, Seattle, Olympia, and maybe Vancouver, I could I could that into august yeah well let's see if it works out so i don't know yet but yeah the next big show the next big event strange famous festival oh, in yeah. denver colorado before we go into the strange famous fest let me ask you a quick question um which schoolyard diss stings more my dad can beat up your dad or your mom jokes the dad one i think Mom jokes became like it's you're pretty separated from it until you meet the kid whose mom is dead. Yeah, sure. Or whose mom is a crackhead? You know, it's if if you have a normal or semi-normal upbringing and your parents are still around, um, the dad because the, the dad one's more real. Yeah, my dad. Like the dad one, like oh really? Okay. Do you know? Do you know? You know uh, Bill Hicks, the comedian. Of course, yeah. yeah he's got that great joke hits. about, because uh, it's real funny to me, but he said, I never got along with my dad. So when kids used to come up to me and say, my dad can beat up your dad, he'd say, well, when? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, he's the best. Yeah. I love Bill Hicks. I have so much of his material. Um, man, what a loss. that uh-huh. you lost yeah. him way too soon. Yeah. How incredible would it be to get a Bill Hicks take on everything that's been going on in recent years yep it's crucial it would be so fucking good yeah that's a sad loss yeah it really is um so yeah so strange fame fest uh june june 17th yeah june 17th they hit me up last year with um they asked me to to headline a free event at the levitt pavilion in denver they throw several free shows every summer Mm -hmm. in denver and they hit me up because um, I, I have a sizable fan base in Colorado. It's actually always been my biggest market. And they hit me up like, "Hey, you gonna you know you want to do one of these?" And I, it's a free show, like a real free show. Right. <laughs> People can just get in. Uh, they have to reserve their tickets, but it's free, unless they want to get VIP, which is a little bit extra, but not much. But not much. Yeah. Um, so I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? This would be a really good payday for me. I could actually really use this money. Um, but also this is a, a, a big venue and our artists have been busting their ass um, through COVID. Most cannot tour anymore. Most uh, are working full-time jobs or, right. you know, have their families the same way I do. And it would be so sweet if we could share this together and make it an event where we celebrate the label and not just Sage Francis with a couple openers. I want to get as many people there as possible who are on the label and get us 
on board with um, not just recording material together by sending files through email and stuff, but actually meeting one another, sharing the same space and feeling some more camaraderie uh, amongst these people who I know all of them, but all of them don't know each other. Uh So it's a great opportunity. And I'm like, and I'm thinking for Denver has always been so great to me. If I could bestow that upon the artists I work with so closely uh, to me, it almost like I only had a half second to think about it. It's like, A, I would love the money. B, I actually love this idea more and that we all get to come together as long as we can afford it with the budget that we were given. And um, it looks like, you know, I, I don't want to I don't want to um, speak too soon, but it looks like there will still be money to be made even after flying in the people I'm flying in and purchasing uh, oh, cool. lodging and and whatever else well yeah because it was a it it wasn't like um they hit you up saying we're looking for a strange fan fest they hit you up for a show and you decided you know what i'll take this budget and turn it into a a strange famous fest yeah like a mini festival yeah. you know one that's about five or six hours long um a lot of truncated sets so everyone's going to be doing about 15 minutes maybe 20 here okay. and there um, my set will be the longest that the I'll be headlining it. So I'm still the headliner, but I can foresee that I'd be bringing up artists that I, I have songs with during my set. It is a celebration of strange, famous records. It's, it's something we've never gotten to do outside of South by Southwest, where we did have a strange, famous um, uh, showcase in like 2007 or, or some shit like that. Um but where, yeah, most of our artists, most of the roster actually will be there. A lot of them are friends with one another. They're very excited just to share that space and chill out. We get there a day early just so we can um, bro down or sister yeah. down and <laughs> um, acclimate to the elevation of Denver. Um, well, yeah. right. Some of these artists have never performed in Denver. Personally, I've never uh, experienced that. Like, I, It never seemed to have affected my live performance. But it is real. Yeah, because I a lot of people talk about it like, yo, I run out of breath a lot quicker. Um, so, but with their truncated sets, maybe that will help out. And like they can push through and not pass out. Um, if they do, I'm sure there's EMTs on site who can help the, out. I think the day before, just to get them acclimated. Yeah. Uh, I always get a headache every time we go back really? to Utah, even because we're 5,000 feet above. I get a headache right away. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've never experienced that. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, I don't think I ever did either until she started pointing out. I always <laughs> thought it was the travel, but then I started realizing, you know what, maybe it is. But yeah, I don't know. Well, yes, 50, so that I was going to ask that. Yes, yeah, so everyone's going to, all the performers are thinking about about a 15-minute set. Gosh, dang, it's like a, it's, it's so exciting. <laughs> it is. I, I think so too, because it's not just the performers. I mean, the fact that you guys are going to be there, but we also have like a photographer homie who's going to like be doing a pictorial um, like having storm there storm. The only, I just did a show in Rhode Island. So storm Davis, he manages strange famous records, but he's a rapper. Like he's like, I only knew of him because he's a rapper and that's why he manages strange famous. Um, But he's never performed at one of my shows. And at my last Rhode Island show, I got to get him up on stage during my set to do a song that he's going to do at the, at the Denver, uh, at the strange famous fest. Cause I wanted to see, cause I knew it'd been a long time since he'd performed. I'm like, you know, 
you still got it, old man. <laughs> we're both we're both about the same age, but even I'm feeling it. Like it's it it, it take it does take a little bit more effort um, to 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 get it out of you. And then when you're in Denver, like that can definitely make it more difficult with with the thin air or whatever the, right. the the stuff's going on there. So, and yeah, he killed it. I'm excited he gets to meet fans um, outside of the New England area because I don't think it's been a very long time since he's traveled. Um, and artists of ours who may not have even met him before. That's, that's just cool. Like we get to all be in the same space. There's more to it as well. To the well, we're sharing an Airbnb, a lot of oh, us yeah. oh, cool. the day before, and you guys are invited to it. Um, in fact, it might be a good spot to, to do some recordings. If you're not going to do <laughs> podcasts there and you're doing them at the event, that's cool too. I think I'm going to be bringing, um, a recorder just to just to get field recordings and yeah i'm bringing them live we're bringing live re live like uh you know uh live recorder things okay uh well yeah well, I'll, well after we finish this up uh, i'll i'll discuss uh logistics of something that we had an idea on all right because I, I do have a thing that you can plug a bunch of microphones into and it works really well like it's oh, yeah. the podcast that i bought ages ago and never used <laughs> yeah that's well because that's what that's what we were thinking would be awesome to do since uh, pretty much everyone that's performing has been a guest on the show it would be really right. cool to do and my whole thing is like it's your guys is strange fame fest i i hate i don't want to like I'm, oh shit what am i trying to say well, insert yourself man you're part I feel, of i don't like, like to you do guys that. are you feel like you're part of the family now um we, it's oh, like a symbiotic relationship that strange famous has with dod 45 yeah. <laughs> anyway oh. i'm excited i'm very guys, excited is everybody gonna have their own merch and stuff um we're hoping so although um they should yeah we're we're working out we're gonna have some shirts printed in denver so we'll pick up there and um I'm trying to think who might not like whoever, whoever, some artists just aren't merch heavy. Like right. they don't care. Um, and for them, we're, we'll have to probably just grab stuff out of the office just to have things available for everybody. But, you know, I don't want the merch table to be, look like a, like a never ending <laughs> <laughs> yeah. item but, fest, but. But people know. can come to the show thinking or hoping that they can get something from their favorite artists or from the label and go home, take something home with them. They should, yeah. We're going to be printing uh, posters, screen printing posters with an original design for the Strange Famous Fest that all the artists are going to sign. So oh, that cool. in itself is going to be a very cool item. That's a cool um, thing about a free show is you got you have yeah. some money in your wallet to buy some merch. That's exactly what we're going to impress upon people. Like, hey, the show is free. The merch costs money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, well, is there anything that you're? Are you guys gonna do rehearsals before that, or is it every? It's up to every everyone who's. Been, you don't know yet. Yeah, it's totally up to everyone else. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to. Um, I owe everybody a mass email. Um, the last one I sent, hardly anyone responded to. Like they're like, oh, here's Sage sending a bunch of paragraphs again. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to get everyone on the, on the same page. Uh, I do my I'm succinct though I'm like I'm not I'm not just saying things because yeah. I like to see words I want everything to be so that people can refer to it and say 
hey, I wonder if, oh, yeah, Sage mentioned that already. Let me see. Okay, yeah, we will be there at this time. Oh, this is where we need to be the day before if we want to, um, you know, convene or play board games with Cast One. And um, <laughs> I think that B&B thing is a great idea for you guys to be, like for everyone to just be able to, yeah, yeah, one okay. spot in my head. Yeah. I'm like, one spot. Let's go one spot. That's yeah. why I got this Airbnb so we could all share it together. And um, I, but also, some artists are like me and they don't want to be around a lot of people. Yep. Like, true. I get that. I get that. And even though I book the Airbnb and in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll stay there too. I know a part of me is already looking at for another hotel. Well, at least you can share the air for a while and and yeah. leave when you want and go. No, seriously, have a family want. dinner, have a yeah. have a have a label dinner. Have, you know, I'll, I'll break some bread together, tell some jokes, get some. Uh, we're gonna do like uh, portrait photos, get oh, some yes. press shots going, um, and just meet before the day before the show because at the show. You're going to be nervous. You're going to be busy. You're going to be trying to sell merch. The day before the show, you're arriving, you're settling in, and we can be friendly for once, and not just business and not just art, but friendly, chill, mm -hmm. if if possible. It's an experiment. I think it'll be great. I think I think you'll um, be glad that you did that. Do you have any sense of the um, from the venue, like? Um... I, I obviously it's going to be a huge thing, but do you get numbers of like uh, how many people have registered and all that stuff? Not yeah. Well, I, I asked that about that uh, last month. I think it was a, maybe a month ago and they said it was the most our SVPs they've gotten for the summer. It was at 1500 at that point. Wow. So by this point, maybe over 2000, I would what hope. Is, do you, what is the capacity of the, um, it's um, 7,500. So it's, wow. a, it's got a lot of space. Yeah. Um, how exciting <laughs> or, or maybe 5,000 but if we could fill that in um, we'll be overwhelmed at the merch booth we're going to have to have extra workers we're going to have to get runners all these things that I'm starting to um, get nervous about sure. which is before you know the other events that I played I was nervous for different reasons this one I'm the organizer I'm <laughs> the facilitator I have to be nervous about the stuff I wish um, had to you know we're taking care of in the other yeah right. yeah what well, i guess our kids aren't well coming. i was gonna say if there's anything that we can do on our end let us know we'll be driving i think we'll be driving we haven't decided we'll if we're gonna fly in or drive in yeah well shit. but yeah let us know because well i think if we're driving i mean we can carry stuff in where you No, we should be flying. good we should, we should be totally good people i've already like art i've already like told this to the artists like my concerns and all of them were like dog we'll have a car we'll have a van we'll be able to do this and do that it's all taken care of yeah. the venue's taking care of the food um and waters and drinks so everything's taken Water. care of just, <laughs> i'm not me unless i'm like uh, thinking of every possible thing that could go wrong and yeah taking it out on others in my attitude <laughs> well, we're we're incredibly resourceful. So when we right, when we do say, uh, uh, you know, if anything ever comes up, even last minute, yeah. we're, we oh, dag, you just reminded me though. I need to talk to sleep. Shout out again to sleep. Shout out. Uh, I love you, homie. But I I want to make sure you do make it to this show, and there's oh. no problems. <laughs> Where does I, he I live? To, he lives in that? Seattle or Portland, right? Yeah, I think he's in. Oh. Yeah, I think he's in Portland. 
I was going to say, because we can go over to his house and grab him. We can drive up there and pick him up. <laughs> I no, need to sleep there. His sleep's energy is so good. He's such a nice dude. But, yeah, he's, he's... – Oh, I'm, I have a great interview lined up for him, both him and Trademark. If if, if either one of them come through, when I got they, a great interview. Trade, they... Trademark's in a whole other realm because Trademark – I mean, he's getting his master's degree, but he also obviously has um, a lot of um, – mental health issues sure. that he yeah. navigates and, and deals with on a daily basis. So the fact that he even finished the album with Mopes, we were like, wow, like this motherfucker, like actually was able to dedicate his time, talent and energy to this one project in enough time for, to get it finished by this point. But um, we're, we're pushing that album back cause we want to get videos for it. And wow. the video, the album we want to get out before strange famous fest is by, uh, jiving scientists called it's called cicada and they're from tucson arizona uh, okay. i know of them because of uh shows i i've done with them in arizona and their live performance is so cool uh it's it's like they go above and beyond they do some incredible stuff and runsky the mc's like he's he's been around forever as long as i have he's been around since like the late 90s um so he's a seasoned vet as an mc and we gotta, I gotta connect them with you. Yeah. Um, like whenever you're, you've got openings, I'll ask them what they want to do because we we want to put that out at the end of this month. So at the end of, um, or maybe end of May, beginning of June. I don't know. We're 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 doing that now. They've had the album done for years. Okay. <laughs> it's we been done for years, and we sat on it. And we we're like, wait, what's going on? We're waiting for a video. We're waiting for this. We're waiting for that. Nah, let's get this shit out now because we want to move forward with all the other stuff and get you guys working with our other artists. And yeah, so I think that's we what's have a, We have a soft spot in our hearts for what are what Tucsonians? What do you call them? Tucsonians. Tucsonians. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of one of the first places we would go and start doing shows, and we did. Tucson's so, a cool town. Yeah. So is it? I, I, I don't know. Always, it's, is it, it really? It takes going there about 40 times to figure it out i don't know I yeah we have congress hotel is all i really know about it. oh yeah oh we, we stayed, stayed there, there. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so different now like, have you been there recently because it really it really well shit i haven't been there since the well no i was there the one year 2019 the yeah yeah but yeah. it's interesting it's been interesting over the last however many years but um well we'll let we'll let you get out of here is there anything else you want to finish up about the strange fame fest though how all, just if people want to go to strangefamousrecords.com. Oh, well, here we RSVP. What do I have on this? It's I, not on this. I can't remember. I RSVP'd. I can't remember. Yeah, so we, we have the link in the event section at strangefamous.com. Okay. So go there. If um if you live anywhere close to Denver um, or you're you're looking for a reason to explore Colorado with uh, – a loved one or a friend um, outside of Denver. There's incredible mountains, um, hiking areas and stuff like that. People, if you like nature, Denver itself is not, you know, it's not for that. It's a metropolis. So um, it's its own thing, but it's, it's going to be a special event. I want it to be so popular that we can do it every single year um, for many years. If not cool. in Denver, yeah. somewhere else. But I, because if this doesn't go exactly how I want or if it doesn't exceed my expectations, 
I'm going to say, fuck it. I should have done a fucking Sage Francis show and just uh, left it at that. You're not going to, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, nope, it could so. happen. I'm, I'm more excited just to actually hang with all these people yeah. at the same time. Um, but I don't know how else to coerce people to check it out because it's such a good group of artists. It's such a like, it's going to be a loving event. It's going to be a welcoming event. It's going to be an all ages event. You can like definitely not have to worry that there's going to be knuckleheads about, right. you know, trying to, do what knuckleheads do. Well, Eleven <laughs> Pavilion is pretty close to Denver, so you can. There's a lot of rooms available, a lot of hotels nearby. What, yeah. What? But that that show that you got the Rhode Island show, the vibe. I only you know seeing the videos of you, Blacklick, Jesse the Tree, Storm too, right? And Mopes. And Mopes. Yeah, you. It seemed like. The, the everything it was all love in there it was it was i feel like it, that was a mini strange famous uh festival where we were kind of gearing up for what it might be like at, in denver in july um it was so fun it was so happy and like just flowing and like jesse the tree is such a you know he's a wizard with his his is like glow like yeah. he, he not be happy or chill around jesse he's, he's a funny every because everyone's just a nice dude black lick is probably the most complicated character to to like figure out in person where you're like are you gonna smile <laughs> and then he does like we got i got pictures of it to prove it like he doesn't like it but we got pictures like we made that dude smile and he was feeling the energy he really got to experience what a, a like a great strange famous show is all about um because i stuck him unfortunately i stuck him and jesse the tree with a with um a new ish promoter in denver last year Oh yeah, they, that was their awful show. Awful show. It's like oh, was everything it? went bad. The promoter didn't even show up to the show. Oh, shit. Um, they could easily shit on this venue. They never did. They never talked trash about it. Um, but that that promoter and that venue can count themselves lucky because they they pulled every bad like move in the book, and um, I felt embarrassed. Yeah, like sure. I don't I don't like put put my artists in in. Um, in such horrible situations where it like looks makes me look bad yeah. and that's exactly what happened and they were supposed to be like taken care of and they weren't so anyways we washed that away we give them a great show in rhode island and then like go back to denver and do denver the way it's supposed to be yeah, done I, yeah the denver's gonna be yeah because i remember when we were talking with jesse he was very much excited to perform outside of or in denver on the on the so, so. Yeah. Well, fortunately, he didn't get it then, but it's even better that, it, that he's going to be at what's going to happen uh, in June. And I'm. And I'm, what's, I'm, what's also crazy is this is probably going to be the biggest audience any of them have performed in front so of. Cool. So you get to see how they react to that and yeah. how like that affects their stage performance. And and I think it's going to be awesome. Like we're filming it. I'm like going to see if we can live stream it. I don't know if that's like the best move actually, but we're going to actually it'll be filmed at least. So if, if we can put it all together and make something that other people can view, um, afterward. Yeah. 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 I did want to ask this question. One of my favorite comedians, her name's Sarah Pascoe. She's a Brit, but she was talking about, um, the discover people's discovery of music. And she, I just saw her on a podcast a couple of nights ago, but she was talking about 
shows and how expensive um, they've become. She was specifically talking about the Edinburgh um, comedy thing. The Fringe Fest? or It's like the yeah. South by Southwest. For, yeah. yeah, no, we, I played that twice. Yeah, yeah. she was oh, saying... In, in Edinburgh? Yeah. Okay. Back then, or back in the time when people were just finding new comedians, hers is based on com- comedy, but, I, but I, I think it applies to music as well. But she was saying, you know, it's like $5 or five pounds a ticket then. Now it's like 18, 20, and people aren't willing to spend that kind of money on a new comedian they might not know about. And I was feeling about the same the cost of shows maybe it's detrimental to shit i i got i was trying to piggyback on this being a free show the the strange fame yeah i will say shows of this sort that are free are incredibly rare yeah i never see it um i think that's something that makes it more special than i'm probably giving it credit for yeah you're you're not gonna get uh, a festival like this for free anywhere no. <laughs> this is a very very unique circumstance um part and that's partly what inspired me to make it a festival a mini festival with all our artists because i'm like you never see this no. like you're not going to get a sage francis show in denver for free like right. at least you're going to be paying at least 25 dollars just to see me and that's a cheap ticket price yeah, yeah. overall Mm-hmm. Um, people are charging way more than they used to. I was like, uh, the Rhode Island performer showed me what Jizza and some other performers were charging, like $50 a ticket. I'm sure. Man. And I'm like, what? Are you serious? I'm like, well, if they can get away with it, awesome. Like, I'm not going to, like, but are do we- that. But I was like, I never thought of doing that. I, I always feel for the the, the ticket buyer. Um, and well, even then, the, the, then when I was playing Berkeley, which was a legendary um, punk club, they got weird about me thinking that we should charge $25 for the ticket because it, it's supposed to be that that's too expensive for a show. Sure. Oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah, I get it, but it's 2023. And a plate um, of food is roughly 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, now. I guess what uh, the, my bigger, the, I guess overall, I'm wondering are, are the fans being sh- strangled? not only that the artists are too like you're not making the revenue you used to through sales and merch and stuff like that so you got to try to if there's got to be a way to make the money but but i my fear is i'm 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 fearful for shows and music and and musicians i just have i have a real fear of it with ai everything all these things are, are really got me worried about good music continuing and so maybe i'm just I don't even know why I have anxiety about that, but it's a real serious anxiety that I have. Yeah, I don't think you should. And with the rise of AI, actually, it'll probably help out live shows because it's one main thing AI will never really affect is live performances. And that's where you get to see real life um, talent and creativity in front of your eyes without any computer elements. And it's a forever classic. Yeah. All right, let me hit you with these rapid fire, the dish. I call it, it's a new thing that I just came up with last night and then we'll, we'll let you get out of here. This is called the dish now. Okay. It's rapid fire. Dish me. All right, who out there do you think has a negative opinion of you? I th- oh, I have to come, you, I don't get a um, multiple choice. I know, I, I, I'm sure um, uh, an ex-girlfriend or two. Oh, okay. Who, who do you just not get or who do you have a negative opinion about? An ex-girlfriend or two. <laughs> what the fuck is up with Kid Rock? 
Uh, he's sad, man. He's a fucking, he's a sad lost dude who thinks, you know, like he panders to a, a certain crowd that laps up his bullshit. And I don't know, man. I mean, I bought his first tape when it came out. Um, I followed his career. I, I, it's tough to see because he was semi-respected in the hip hop world. Um, he DJed for run DMC and the hip hop, like VH one honors, you know, like he was included and now he's, he's just like, he's taken this whole like anti-woke thing to a whole other. Yeah. That's so crazy, man. It's just <laughs> like, he's fine. He's trying to do, always oh, trying to find, I don't know. That's a, yeah. that's a, that's a <laughs> something I'm going to have to think about for a long time, but I never will. Cause I can't like stand. Yeah, aside. Okay, you know, you do. Uh, who do you think made some, who do you think uh, you'd make some bangers with if you were given the chance that you haven't ever made ma- music with? Um, Prince Paul. Absolutely. His whimsical, like funny, like weird shit. Um, um, if we could mix that with LP, both art, both producers I've talked to over the years, and we we always discuss maybe doing something, and nothing ever happened. If I could combine those two into a super producer group, where I think they like uh, balance each other in, in a very interesting way, and I could navigate those soundscapes um, the way I've always been able to do when writing and performing over their instrumentals. <laughs> well, let's actively continue working on that. Uh, what's the biggest mistake you've ever made, or you made in your career? Uh, uh, I guess uh, signing to um, a foreign label, a UK label, Lex Records. Oh. I should have never signed away the rights to my music t- um, uh, early on in my career without understanding how they were going to operate. Right. Uh, I don't know if it's too personal, but what about the biggest mistake in your personal life? There's a long list there, but um, I've, you know, nothing that really sticks out. I guess maybe my biggest mistake was just not making amends with people before they passed away. Yeah. You know, those kind of things that you regret because it's a, it's something that never gets tied up. You know, this, this closure can never truly happen without an exchange of some sort. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of family members that I wish I could have really um, spoken with in a, in a, a mature adult way but i wasn't old enough yet um and then what worst song you ever made <laughs> worst song i ever made was probably oh probably with the first i mean real recorded song in a studio with was with uh aoi my first band we did some great stuff but some stuff i listened to and i absolutely i'm so embarrassed by it i hate it and it kind of was like i just felt like i had to work with my situation and and experiment a little bit and then you realize that wasn't a worthwhile experiment i'm not even going to say what the song or songs were because i don't want to ever look it up up and bring it out away like i I made it go away and then troll you with it uh and your best song best song you ever made um the i think the the one with the longest lasting power is sea lion Stone, give me the chisel, then 
to say how to hold them Gonna say give away every piece of the puzzle Till I was left with nothing I took it upon myself to crush it up and distribute the dust Yeah Oh, did you hear that? Uh, the, um, the, the girls, the, the ukulele cover of that on YouTube? It's like eight years old, but Yeah, 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 yeah pretty cool i just saw it last night actually yeah there's that's- been a i mean that's the most covered song so that's kind of why i'm like uh, is this my best song is it's the most like every time i perform it the crowd really really reacts they always punch in all the lines but it's the same thing with the skate artist and um i mean does that make it my best song i don't know i think it has the most greater great it has the greatest appeal mass appeal sea lion without purposely trying to get mass appeal it just is catchy enough with the inclusion you know with the talents of will oldham on guitar and vocals and alias on the beat rest in peace my brother uh oh what are you who are you jealous of uh (laughs) i'm not jealous of anybody perfect what's the biggest lie you ever told a biggest lie that's been told that's been revealed to be a lie yeah that i graduated university (laughs) <laughs> I'm just kidding. Whatever his name is. I, hey, the the I, truth of the you... matter is, I don't know if I actually graduated oh. because they told me I needed like two extra credits. They kept oh. stringing me along and I said, fuck it. I don't need this. I'm not doing it. And yeah. then my, my diploma showed up in the mails um, at some point. I'm like, is this even official? I don't know. Like, I don't need it, but I, I do have my diploma. Yeah, Jesse did just graduate too. Congratulations! Oh yeah, he got his master's, dog. Yeah, like, congratulations awesome. to Jesse the Tree. Yeah, that's so great. Love you. Hey, what is your opinion of churches having tax exempt status? They uh, should never be tax exempt. Um, I think it's time to end that. And um, if they can't survive without that, then so be it. I just watched a really interesting segment on sixty Minutes last night that I'm going to have a discussion with Adrian with after I let you go. Um, Will, um, who should who should we get on the show that you, uh, that you think would be willing to join us? Hmm. I'm always thinking that. I'm always thinking about like who I want to help you guys get on your show. Um, should be any, it should be everybody. I always yeah. I don't know why who anyone would not want to do it. <laughs> I don't. I I try, don't I'm talking. To, I'm currently talking to Buck sixty five, and urging him to loosen up, uh, soften up to the idea that. You know, this is going to be good for him, uh, enjoyable for him. So I just, I, Buck is, is a creative juggernaut. Uh, he, and when he p- pretended like he was quitting music, I kind of like rolled my eyes and just looked at my watch and waited yeah. for the, next- the, the, the albums to explode out of his fucking crib. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll always keep my eyes peeled for who could possibly hop on. Um, if people who are listening aren't watching it, this tape that he did would look like a great cover for my first mixtape, which is called <laughs> you're, in, you're in Trouble. Oh. Um, that would have been a good cover for it. 
All right, I'll let you go. Oh, I do got to just hit you with these uh, Sophie's choices since they are the thing, and then we'll let you out of here. Okay. Uh, they're not even that great because I wasn't going to do any, but I wrote some down. <laughs> they were stuck in they're my head. They're not good. They're I not. Gotta but do them. <laughs> I got to do them because it's like a, my OCD won't let me leave without it. All right, here we go. Uh, say anything or Jurassic Park? Jurassic Park. Fran Drescher or Sister Act? Fran Dreschner. And then uh, Satan or Jesus? Jesus. Francis Louvre or Sistine Chapel in Vatican? Uh, Sistine Chapel. Perfect. That was it. And That's then I'll it. let people go back and figure out why, why those were the why those were the uh, Sophie's choices that I came up with. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's such a pleasure. Ha- always a pleasure having a chat with you. I really look forward to talking or, you know, hanging with the strange famous crew in, in, um, Denver, in Denver. You guys. Yeah. Are same with you. And I'll, uh, I'll be hitting you up real soon about other stuff, but, um, thank you again. I, I, I'm excited. You get to be part of the strange famous festival. You're, I think people who are going there, um, probably have seen a lot of your episodes. So you, Get your um. You'll be like famous not for your not just for your artwork, but for your podcast at this one. Oh, that doesn't sound good. That's weird, right? It's different. <laughs> like Adrian's already thinking I, about wearing a mask. Yeah, she's she already. Oh, Sorry, she just logged I, out. No, I my computer stopped. That's how bad she hated it. She logged out. <laughs> I, I don't know what you guys just said because my computer froze and and left. That's probably better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sage. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll, we'll re- I'll just reach out again, and we'll just figure out the logistics of however we do that. I, I, I just don't want to be in the way, but I would. I think it would be cool to get discussions with everyone at the get show. In the way. Don't worry about it, brother. All right, man. Welcome. All right. Great talking with you. Have, you have too. a great rest of your day. Bye. Love y'all. Great famous. The Gozo wants a yo-yo, a yo-yo, a yo She learned about the ups and downs The kitties want a photo, a photo, a photo I let them take my camera so they can make their rounds Tandiwe wants some paper Yes, okay. bye Sage, sorry, my computer decided to force me out <laughs> Yeah, that, uh, very interesting, very interesting to hear some inside story It's kind of cool to hear what he's saying because we know i mean what we do at festivals you know art festivals different but you know all those things that happen it was just interesting to hear him talking about promoters doing certain things and or even needing simple things like water mm-hmm. it's so similar it's very different but so similar in the fact that events are put on the same way at a lot of places and so some of the things that he has to struggle with or has had to struggle with are very similar to things that we have had to struggle with, you know, mm-hmm. not being able to find water, not being able to find bathrooms, you know, park having to pay for parking no or even like just not having parking for these large vehicles that are all the artists drive in a tiny city or a big city with no parking. Just a lot of the struggles are similar. And also the thing with him leaving his kids and family that's really hard. That's the reason why we ended up homeschooling the kids and they came with us everywhere. I think we've only done two shows without each other. Yeah. And it, it is really, really hard. So. Yeah, I don't know if I would have been able to do it. 
And then the other thing he was talking about, um, how he was hallucinating. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, that's how we ended up with this house because we were driving back to Salt Lake from this side of the country so often. I remember seeing elephants walking across Wyoming, and I was like, oh, I know there are not elephants here. This is really bad. So you, when you say that without a real kind of in, uh, without a, like explanation. Oh, sorry. So that looks like, that's how we ended up in Hannibal because there were elephants walking yeah. across. Well, we would be driving back. We'd be driving 20, 30 hours back to hurry and replenish work to get back and then drive all the way back out here for months at a time. And we would just be so exhausted that we were saying, you know, we probably need to find a second place somewhere in Missouri where it's central so that we can, you know, just live and not have to be spending so many road hours. Yeah, instead of having to drive 24 hours from Salt Lake City to Chicago to do a show that weekend, yeah. then to drive all the way back to Utah again. And what was happening is, and then when we get to Utah, we'd have to go to Denver the very next week. So right. what was happening was I would drive 17 hours the day and then in the middle of the night, you would drive the rest mm. of the 17 hours. And so you would be hallucinating in the middle of the night because your lack of sleep and all of those things. Or, or you were and then, yeah, that. and then we were never having any downtime. There was no in-between shows. We were mm -hmm. driving back and forth. So, Well, I also really enjoy, I enjoyed, not to, to point it out, but I did enjoy seeing uh, Sage cry about, <clears throat> I know when I talk about, you or, or or our kids in that same fashion that he's talking it just comes up something comes over to me and over me mm -hmm. and i get uh, uh emotional and i cry yeah anything it, to do with the family and, and so it's it nice to see that yeah it has got to be really difficult to go you're doing one thing and you're good at this one thing and then all of a sudden you know you get married you have a kid there's a pandemic you don't leave you don't do all the normal things that you did prior so your life has totally shifted but you are still that same person who has to do those things and it's just interesting to have to be forced with that decision of okay i gotta go do this but i have that means i have to leave all of this that i've never left in the last three years yeah i like i also like that he was saying he never really had anxiety but that's sort of your same thing mm -hmm. you always said you didn't start happening until you had kids yeah i had i and had no worry about anxiety. everything but then um yeah i thought it was it's a really interesting thought about the two things that he loves are now kind of will be competing against each other not competing against I, what i'll I figure it out of course you will but i'm just saying i thought that's really interesting that part mm -hmm. where you first had where it was almost like the first time having to deal with it like wait a minute i get it i, I don't want to leave i don't want right. to leave my family right and i i really thought that was interesting because that was what we, we were dealing with and then we dealt with it again when it was time for the kids to go to school and then went in junior high and they became more social and yeah it's a thing the parents parents uh we constantly talked with our kids about it though like you know if we need to adjust and just you need to go oh. on the road and yeah i need to stay home with you but for the four of us we always felt like together was better yeah for context for anyone listening oh sorry my... no no you're not it's just i uh, just we when we chose to have our kids, we made the conscious decision, yes, it's time we're ready to have kids. <clears throat> and we weren't traveling back then. 
we were we were selling my artwork on eBay. eBay. Both of us, our, both of our artworks, we were selling on eBay. And so, yeah, times changed. Economy crashed. And then we had had these kids, but we needed to go on the road. And it was initially like I thought. The, the internet stopped for us. Like yeah. We were selling, making money on the internet, and then just stopped. But then I was going to go. Then it was like, okay, well, we got to go on the road. And the decision was made. I had thought, you know, I never, I didn't want to be away from my family. My dad had to do a lot of that for his work. And I, and there was lost time from that. I remember very vividly, not vividly. I just remember that feeling of the, of the, my, my dad being away all, all the time. And so we didn't want that for and us. And they were just babies. So we didn't really think much of it. We didn't know that this, we were going to do this. This yeah. was going to be a yeah, thing we that we did. So we took, so we went on the road and, and took the, and took the family on the road and like you said every few years it would come up okay are we is this a bad thing that we're doing to the kids maybe but w- but we had we we always had the family decision the four the four of us would yeah. get together and say and then you know down the road the kids may resent some of it. Of course, but and but the, they're gonna. Resent no matter something. how you're raised, you're gonna resent something with the way that it was raised. But overall, I think we've at least tried to give them balance. Yeah, I think it's not always been successful, but, but no, it'll be okay. But yeah, but I just yeah. I, I thought that it was just really cool to see. Not cool. It was just very. There were a lot nice of to see similarities, him. and I'm sure people doing other things can relate. You know, there's a lot of people who go work construction, and then they have to leave their families for a month or two at a time. No. Um. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what about this? The. Oh, I'll talk to you that one off. Off screen. Um. So last night, I was watching YouTube, mm-hmm. and um, I saw a clip from 60 Minutes that I guess aired last. Aired yesterday. Oh, the Sundays. church thing. Yeah. Apparently, there's a shakeup over at the LDS Church. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that this is the church that. You're, because there are so many with so much money as well. well okay, but uh, so here, so listen, so, uh, so they have uh, over a hundred billion dollars in investments, um, and this guy who this whistleblower, he was a uh, like an accountant for the uh, this firm that's one of their firms that handles their money, um, and uh, he basically says it's a cl- uh, clandestine hedge fund, which it's is. like a secretive hedge. It's like this money that's it's supposed to be a tax exempt charitable organization they so here's 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 the, some numbers that were very interesting yearly they make seven billion dollars in contributions from their 17 million members those contributions are a thing called tithing mormons paid the tithing at 10 percent of their earnings um they've got investments now a charity invest a charity company shouldn't be making money so I'm sorry. I'm not expecting so like the, the Cherry Creek or the City, City Creek, Creek is an investment. An investment. One point four billion dollars they invested yeah, they into have, that. Like Apple rent like everybody pays rent. They have all these bougie Well they bailed out this life this uh, LDS life insurance company. They're not supposed to be doing that. They five hundred million dollars they put on that. Anyway, it's all this really crazy thing. They got shell companies, they're hiding uh, assets. So this guy was like, you know, he's brought it up uh, to the IRS and to the SEC, 
And apparently they're not going to... Well, this other guy said that they're probably nothing's probably going to happen from it. Which it should, absolutely. But probably nothing is going to happen because of politics. And a company with that kind of money... It's a loss. You the, can't fight. They they will hire the best lawyers. That's well, not only that, they have. They, it's all money. They, they they use that money to sway things. You can do anything you want with that kind of money. You, that's what I'm saying. You can, there's no fight. It was really interesting that this guy, this whistleblower. I can't. I mean, it's it's wild. It is, and just think of they're a pretty new church. They're only a couple hundred years old. So think of like the Church of England, the Catholic Church, the all of these churches. Well, I'll tell you the leak. You should watch it. It's pretty interesting, and I'm not here. To, I'm not trying to do like a bag on that. I, I just, it's. I've never been a fan of churches being tax exempt. That means I, there was some other number, like in 1996, is when they put away about a billion dollars, right? Okay. They're earning on that. They've earned up there now to up to 150 million dollars, 150 billion dollars off of that. They're earning, uh, and they're, and and what happens because they're tax exempt, they're earning that. They don't have to pay out any taxes on that one billion dollars that's been sitting there that has now accrued up to one hundred and fifty billion dollars. And the reason this guy came out, he is a devout, he was a devout Mormon, and he felt like he thought that the church that like their whole thing is they're like trying, you know, it's. What you, the things you can solve with a hundred billion dollars in this world? I mean, if you just walk the se- the streets of Salt Lake City, where the church is um, founded, right? Isn't it founded in Salt Lake? Well, the, where, where the church sits in Salt Lake City, and you see that all the homeless that is happening now, and of course they have done some things and made some yeah, parts of the city look good, but there are there could be outreach programs there could be they could be doing a lot well they more did say they do with spend this money that they're not being taxed on well yeah so they do spend about a billion on charities and and food drives and all and that they stuff do. which they, is good you do see them sending like whenever there's a, a disaster anywhere they send trucks and trucks full of but food and medical supplies but yeah and then, yeah and his point is this 100 billion dollars is just sitting there Right. They're doing nothing with it. They're investing, making it, turning it into more and more money. And that's just wild. And they're still seeking 10% from their members. But they do pay for all of their operations. They're, I mean, yeah, something like 4% of their money. But none of it's coming from this hedge fund. that they have. I don't know. It, was, I, I was, I was, it is interesting, though, how they could invest that and solarize all of their churches and temples they could they, i mean there's so much they could do it, just for themselves right put it right back in but then they they probably own the power company yeah they probably <laughs> okay we're done we are and um we'll see you in june yeah i don't know we might we might slip in an ep- yeah we might slip in an episode here here and there but um we do have a, quite a busy schedule which means I won't have time to edit the episode to put it out. But, um, you know, I want to try to keep the things going. But if we are, if we do have to dip away for a month, we will be back. But as of right now, the schedule looks pretty hectic. So thanks for joining us. Uh, Thank you, Sage Francis, for um, 
continuing to uh, well thanks for being guests and thanks for opening up the strange famous family and the strange famous doors to us because it doesn't so supportive of this yeah it doesn't seem like he it doesn't it seems very much like he's uh genuine about um i don't know you know how i i don't I get I get uncomfortable because I'm like that you that's your guys' scene. I don't I'm not I don't want to try to insert us into that. But we I guess we are ah shit. You already have so there you go. If you want to see Ty in person and pick up some of his art for yourself, go to artbyty.com and find the schedule and see if we'll be near town. Yeah, near, near your town. Come see so. us. Come see us at a show, please. I like to meet you. And then, uh, sure, if you happen to watch our show style and you see us at the Strange Fame Fest, say what's up. All right, everybody, have a great rest of your week. Thanks for watching from all of us here. Happy conversing, happy drawing. Fuck, how do I end an episode? Goodbye. No, that's how you end it. (laughs) I wish you happy drawing, happy conversing, and thanks for conspiring with us. Peace. Thank you for joining in on yet another episode of the DoD 45 show. Please hit the subscribe or follow button so that you never miss an episode. You can even go one step further by leaving us a review on the YouTube stream or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is that you stream our show from. You can find me at Art by Ty on all the socials or at artbytie.com. And if you'd like to follow the DoD 45 show on social media, we're at DoD45W on Instagram, or you can go over to our website at DoD45.com where you can shoot us an email, join our mailing list, and watch all of our past episodes. Consider joining us for a live chat on the YouTube premieres of episodes every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Peace.